10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2,
And hello everyone and welcome to the Tally Ho Show with me Andy. And me James. And welcome to episode 16 of the Tally Ho Show. Totally not take two. If, absolutely uh, not, no. Absolutely not. You know, totally not take two on, on the on the on the stream end, you know. Podcast, it's the first time. We're doing this first time. Hype. <laughs> ah, the joys of it going horribly wrong. The joys of it. You gotta love it. That's that's just what that's you know, if if you have a like any sort of streaming related problem when you're going live, you've made it as a streamer. It's it's official. Like congratulations, James! You've now officially made it as a as a professional streamer. Yay! Yeah. I mean, it could have been a lot. I mean, it could be coming at a better time, but you know, <laughs> probably not with dropping in and out, in and out all the time. Yeah, uh, but regardless, welcome everyone to episode sixteen uh, slash season two, episode six of the Tally Ho Show. We hope you uh, are having a very, very good day, as uh, and thank you for coming by and uh, listening in, um, where we just talk about everything and anything to do with gaming, uh, and um, yeah, should be uh, should be a very, very good time. Uh, we've got some really good topics to discuss, followed by some good music and a little mini segment of. Uh, we had James's great adventure last time. Now it is going to be my great adventure. So this will be. Uh, be very interesting to say the least with that segment but we're not alone in this as you can see um in the title of the podcast or if you're on the stream you can see it on the, your screen that we are joined by a special guest very good friend of mine and james and uh yeah he uh you know he's uh, very knowledgeable in some aspects of of gaming as we will be talking to him about with his topic uh and uh yeah no he's a just a cracking good bloke so we thought why not bring him on so ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls of all ages, and theys and gentle thems, please give it up for the one, the only, Asmodan. I know I should say that again, just in take two. Um, <sighs> how you both doing? Well, yeah, I was I'm okay. <laughs> you, you were okay. Yeah, oh. you're fine. You're fine. I was okay, and now the whole thing dropping again. It's cases of, oh, please survive. Don't do this Don't to do me it. now. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. You're fine now. It looks to be like everything's back up and running. I, I mean, to be fair, the, the stream dropped when you guys tried to introduce me last time. So clearly the stream really hated me. That's, that's all your fault. <laughs> I mean, I was no, going to blame Nightmare because usually it's when Nightmare shows up, everything goes down. Uh, by the way, James Nightmare is my best friend, and every time I have him on my stream, everything goes wrong. Hmm. So essentially, what we're saying is we've got to blame you. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. As long as it takes the heat off me. <laughs> wow. Jesus. <laughs> Had to be, didn't it? Had to be. Of course it did. Ah, uh, goodness, goodness gracious me. But yes, yeah, so. It's good to have you on Asmo. So I say we'll be talking. We'll be doing a little bit more of an introduction with Asmodan in just a little bit. Get to know. So you get to know a little bit about who he is and what he does um, with regarding to projects and stuff. As I say, we got some good topics to discuss. Good music. Got some segments. By the way, if you would like to send us a topic, a viewer-related topic, um, you know, just to talk about anything to do with gaming, uh, whether it be gaming history, a specific gaming franchise. 
um, or just, you know, being stuff happening in the gaming industry. You're more than welcome to let us know. Uh, feel free to uh, tweet at us uh, at our Twitter account at the Tally Ho Show. You could uh, message us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Tally Ho Show. You can send us a message there. Uh, or you can send us an email. Send us an email at tally, uh, the Tally Ho Show at gmail.com with the subject Tally Ho Topic. You know, when me and James are doing a show, future show, we might discuss your topic on there. Who knows? And you'll be and you'll be able to have that bragging voice to say, "Yes, that's right. That topic, that was me." Yeah, exactly, exactly. How is everyone, Big Boy Bub? Says yes. Hello to Vic and Big Boy Bub in the chat. I'm doing okay. How are you, James? That's the question. Like, how how are you doing? Despite the internet, what what have you been doing since the last episode, which was two weeks ago? Well, since the last episode, I've uh, got myself back into my work. I've been streaming quite a bit, um, and. Really, the main thing really was uh, Dark Souls and Crash Bandicoot, which I restarted, and I'm now about to start a new game tomorrow, which I am very looking forward to. It's uh, a game that I, it's a sequel to the game what is pretty much the very first game I streamed live on my channel. Ooh, what so, game's that? Uh, it's called Space Crew. It's the uh, sequel to Bomber Crew, where it was the World War Two, oh, yeah. World War Two game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I finally get to play the sequel, which I've been very looking forward to. Because I love space. I love the fact that you could get thrown out into the whole depths of hell and be like, Yay! Space! Oh, space, space, space! Space! Yeah, that's what I was thinking. As soon as you said space, I'm just like, space, space, gotta go to space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Space. And then, yeah, so apart from that, not really much happened. I've just been taking care of my miss, uh, my fiance. We've been planning the wedding. Uh, taking care of Buddy the dog, and just re yeah, enough, just surviving every day as I can. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Vic in the chat's like, good topics to discuss, like internet dying. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about... Oh yeah, about... that will definitely be a future topic coming up for that. That'll be a future topic. Internet, why is it crap? <laughs> why, what is it, why does it collapse at the worst possible moment? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just someone it's just someone in that like that that internet company knows that you're going live and is like he 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 disconnect disconnect oh i see you're going live be a shame if i were to disconnect you exactly is it yeah, hashtag hashtag hate like damn those internet companies but damn it it's bob again it was bob for my previous show Bob, God damn it, Bob! Why do you have to ruin everything? That's Hash it. Like, there you go. Hashtag God damn it, Bob is back. Hashtag God damn it, Bob. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have to after this show. We're gonna have to do the most. Uh, the, it, it has to be done. It's it's the most dastardly thing anyone can do to to anyone, especially in a company, and that is write a very stern and very angry letter. Whoa, 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 whoa. disgust about how this has been. And whoa, how whoa, we whoa. Been That's too far, man. That's too far. Calm too down, far. Karen. Oh, look, I need to speak to the manager, damn it. I need to speak to the goddamn manager about why we have been cut off with the internet. We've got a show to do, darn it. It is just as I feared. And he has gone over to the Karen side. It would just be like, bum. I was thinking it was just like, wait a minute, Andy is evolving. Dun, 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 <laughs> Andy has evolved into Andy Cameron. Cameron. No, it's like. It's like, wait, this is not an evolution anyone wanted to do. 
Is it an evolution <laughs> or a de-evolution? It's a de-evolution, that's what it is. <laughs> or, that little, or that little record scratch. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly that. Look, the moment I, like, because I, like, because I know, because I used to work in, like, fast food, department store, freaking like, like, the cargo company and all customer service aspects, I know what it's like to deal with, like, like, really, like, angry, crappy customers. So, and I, 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 yeah, I give, I give all, like, workers that work in department stores, fast food restaurants, you know, all the places that, you know, where you have to deal with these sort of people, like, a lot of respect. And I try and be nice and be polite with them. It's because it's like, I feel, I know exactly how they feel. The moment, if any of you guys know, the moment I start complaining to the point where I ask for a manager, just tell me. And I'll freaking like I will never step foot. I will never step foot outside again. I would just be like, that's it. I've evolved into a Karen or a Cray. I I don't know what. What's the male version of Karen? Kyle. Kevin. Kevin. I'll be. I'll be a Kevin, and I will. You know, which I don't want to be, and I'll just stay at home for the rest of my life. Kevin's the idiot. Oh, I'm Kyle. Kyle? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Kyle. <laughs> if there's anyone here listening that's named Kevin or Kyle, we're sorry. <laughs> it's this the online just... stuff. It's, not it's the online stuff. It's not you personally, okay? It's not no, you. Tell you we're just... if, there's any, if there's any Kevins or Kyles who feel insulted what we did, we apologize and you are you have got a permission to cut the stream right now. There we go. Perfect. Okay, we're all good. good <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's talk to Asmodan. So Asmodan, like you are a Twitch streamer. You you also put in some content every now and then on YouTube. You do you do all the things, all the streaming things. So tell us, tell us. Like first off, how did you get into gaming? Let's let's talk about that. Like wh- when did you start gaming? And then how, when did that evolve into you know finding like streaming like twitch and like how, how is it going for you um so far well uh i started gaming back when i was two years old um wow. so my dad uh had bought the original ness and i would always watch my dad and my brother play um super mario brothers uh zelda 2 link uh a, the Venture of Link, that's what it's called. Um, and actually, funny story about that. Before, like when I was younger than two, I would constantly like, just always hit the controller. And apparently I deleted my dad's Zelda 2 save file Ooh. when he was at Ganon's castle. Oh no. <laughs> you just got your ass grounded. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was under two, I can't be grounded. I don't have any. I can't do anything already. Well, clearly you managed to delete your dad's save file, so you can do something. Therefore, you <laughs> yeah. are old enough to be grounded. Yeah, and so. thus we knew a troll was born. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, after that, I started uh, playing Mario uh, a lot, and then uh, played pretty much until well, I mean, until current day. But uh, I discovered Twitch. Oh god, when did I discover Twitch? I guess it would have been more around 20... 2012? I discovered that Twitch existed through a YouTube video. Uh, because nobody freaking tells me anything. I have to find everything myself. I know the uh, feeling. So I came over here. Yeah. 
came over to Twitch and I loved the whole idea. Um, actually, the person who uh, I found that introduced me was a old content creator called um, Darnock. Um, he used to do um, a lot of, he did initially Skyrim stuff on YouTube and then he started doing um, some speed runs on Twitch. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I watched him. Unfortunately, he ended up, uh, he, he was also went off to League of Legends. And then, unfortunately, he decided that uh, being a content creator was not suitable for him anymore uh, with mm. getting married and getting a new job and everything. So he unfortunately quit, um, which it was really sad for me because he was one of, like, honestly one of the best cre uh, content creators I've ever seen um, but yeah after that I I started actually streaming on Twitch probably around 20 late 2013 early 2014 but uh, quickly realized that uh, being a father of a kid and streaming uh, was very difficult especially when the kids like two three years old and like 10 15 minutes into the streaming the kid would wake up and start uh, crying. I'm like, well, bye, everybody. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stream's done. And plus, also, you wanted to hide all your consoles because you didn't want to do what you like what you did to your dad, where it's like your two-year-old kid would erase all your files. <laughs> Goes on your PS3. Like, hey, what do you do? Oh, no, no, not all my data. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fucking Sony did that to me. Oh, Sony screwed you over? So it wasn't your kid. It was actually a, a big billion-dollar corporation that deleted your files. Like, oh, no, what is I the difference? Know. I mean, like, very I, true. Do you, do you guys want to hear that story? Yeah, go for it. Sure, go for it. So uh, I was playing through the Amazing Spider-Man game. Oh, I no. I absolutely love that game, by the way. Don't play the sequel. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> so I was playing through and I was just loving it. It was very similar to Mar uh, the Marvel Spider-Man game with, uh, but obviously just a little bit more very basic. Mm. Yeah. And I got all pretty much right to the end and my PS3 yellow lighted. And I'm like, fuck, okay. So figure everything out and like, okay, I got to send off my PS3, they'll fix it. The only, their requirement is um, I just have to take the hard drive out so they don't wipe it, right? So I go to take it out and I find that for some reason the screw is stripped. I'm like, you bastards, when you put this fucking hard drive in, you actually strip the screw. So I call them up. I'm like, hey, this is my t uh, ticket number. I'm supposed to be sending this in. I can't take my hard drive out because the screw is stripped. Can you not delete my hard drive? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll put it into the ticket. It won't be uh, deleted. I'm like, sweet. Send it off. Get it back. Start it up. I'm like, all right, let's finish this game. Everything's deleted. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. And the real kicker was I had been considering that night to get um, PlayStation Plus to get the online backups. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Oh no! And yeah. at the day when you were thinking about it, it was like I'd been mulling it over kind of for a week, but it was like this one. I'm like, yeah, you know what? 
I think I'm actually going to go do it. I'll just ha I just have to wait till the next paycheck, and then boom, yellow lighted. Yellow light, and then like, well, <laughs> God. It does kind of make yeah. me fit though. This is kind of um, karma, really, for deleting your dad Zelda, surely. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. In a way. I, I think about it. <laughs> now that you told us that story about, you know, you deleting your dad's save file of Zelda 2. I, mean, I didn't do it intentionally. I no. was younger than two years old. <laughs> but it was still you. So, yes, it's karma. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with karma. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, dearie me. Dearie me. But, yeah, so, like... Pretty much, when you had a, your kid was like two years old, and you know you, you had to cut streaming a bit. When when did you come back? When 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 was your triumphant return? Um, I guess that would have been uh, late twenty seventeen. So um, I'd gotten out of a really bad relationship in the summer of twenty seventeen, and I moved kind of uh, was living back on my own and was like really setting everything back up. I'm like, you know what? I need something outside of this. Like I don't, like I honestly did not feel very comfortable going out, hanging out with people too much. Uh, that was actually right around the time that uh, you and I were really just becoming friends, Andy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt, I felt the connection. <laughs> yeah. But um, like even you can agree, like at that time I was very much a, very introverted person i could i could not take myself out of my own head essentially to interact with people very much mm -hmm. so i was like all right i want to start kind of making myself better and i the first step is to get out of this trap that i've ended up in and uh so i started streaming and the initial content obviously was very well, bad, I'm not going to lie. Um, I wasn't talking much, but over time, I started um, talking more and more. And I've gotten to a point where I'm actually a lot happier with who I am. Um, so I remember one of the earliest things I actually streamed was uh, Subnautica. Oh, good man. I love Subnautica. Yeah, it was... Like, it was, like, the really big thing I was really interested in watching at that time. So I'm like, you know what? This is going to be something I'm going to be able to talk about if someone has a question. So at least it's going to be something I'm going to be able to respond and know rather than just being completely blind. And there's enough jump scares because those fucking Reapers are loud but sneaky. You hear... You, you can hear the Reaper. You hear that little roar in the background you think right one's near and then as you just start swimming along all you hear is the massive roar and you think shit where is he and by that time you realize where he is he's got you he's right behind you yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah then i just kind of went from there did a lot of jrpgs and then i really kind of hit my stride when i did uh, skies of arcadia which is my all-time favorite game so, and that was summer of uh, 2018. And it's like you've been like, keeping on going ever since, whatever, getting the chance, playing uh, all, yeah. like, different titles. 
Yeah, so um, I did keep uh, everything pretty consistent uh, from there uh, right up until December last year. Then, because uh, last year in the summer, I got a promotion at my job. Um, so I ended up running my team. Um, and then during December, it kind of became a bit of a shit show. Mm. And I was just... As it always so, is. <laughs> yeah. And it got so busy and then COVID happened. So I got busy with that. And then it was just so much crap happened that by the time uh, I realized it, I hadn't streamed. I think I'd maybe streamed twice in five months. Holy. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually just starting to get back into trying to stream regularly. And I'm really struggling to do it. Like, yeah, it's I can... like I'll... I'll get home and I'm just like, fuck, I am tired. So, yeah, I can, I can, I can understand that. Also, you can also claim as when you go live, it's a major, it's a major deal for you, but it's also a major deal with your fans. If you where when you go back live next. Yeah, so I'm trying to keep a bit of a schedule now. At least have two days where it's like ongoing streaming content, and then I kind of take Wednesday as a. Um, a friend, uh, a very close friend group, um, kind of hangout session, just so I don't burn myself out of streaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it's a good uh, thing to do. It's always good, like you know, to keep an even, keep an equal balance of streaming and working, but at the same time, try and have like a day to yourself where it's like you know you're not completely burning yourself out. Otherwise, it's like you're just gonna be like, I'm done. <laughs> it's like. You know, yeah. uh, uh, like a hundred percent burnout is the freaking worst. Like, and yeah, you know, like my my schedule is pretty hectic as is, so it kind of gets a little difficult for me to ha- actually have a day of rest because I'm either working um, or taking care of my kid. And even though my kid's now nine, she's still a handful. She's hyperactive, and <laughs> it's like, admittedly, she. I'm not going to say she's a bad kid. She is wonderful. She is very well behaved. So I'm very happy with the with that. But it's just, it's a lot of work still. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, as what most as what most kids are. You know, like whether they're good or bad, like they they still got energy. And it's yeah. kind of just like, and you got to remember when we were kids, we were probably this, all the same, all like hyped up energy, and our parents are just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born in '88, so my my basically my parent uh, my parents' way of kind of getting rid of my energy was, "Hey, you're full of energy, go outside." Yeah, that's that's pretty much. <laughs> that was pretty everybody much else, wasn't it? Well, not anymore. Like, not anymore. It's like, oh, you have full, you're full of energy. Go play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's gonna make it nowadays. much better. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like God damn. But, but it'd be even like. Oh, you're you're full of energy and you don't really want to play in the backyard. All right, go out front. Go do what you want to do. Go over to your friend's house. Whatever. Just be back by six for dinner. And it's like, all right, just go off with no way of uh, my parents being able to contact me or anything. If I went missing, they wouldn't know until after six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like ah, simpler times. Yeah, it's just like just be sure to be home by this time. Okay. <laughs> Suck. But oh, if you were one goodness. minute behind that time, so help you. 
Yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> it's six yeah, o'clock. It's... No, it is six six o'clock and thirty seconds. You're thirty seconds late. No, no dessert for you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly that that hashtag simple life. <laughs> but to, to to this day, I still apologize. Still apologize to my mum and my dad and my grandparents and oh, just all my family. I'm sorry for being a pain in the ass child. <laughs> I've come to realize that being now almost in my 30s, I was a shit child, so I apologize. You know, I I have actually never had to because my brother was a nightmare child. Yeah. And I yeah. stayed out of his way, so I basically stayed quiet and I basically just played video games or I was outside and out of their hair. They never had to worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> Except for yeah. like the few times where I finally snapped and beat the crap out of my brother. Well, there you go. As everyone normally does. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you do with siblings. So, yes. Ah, Kippy's in the chat. Hello, Kippy. How are oh, you? Hello, Kippy. To... Hey, Kippy. Re... Since I've come to realise, I was a pretty mad child too. I think we've all had our, we've all had our, you know, we all had our um, days. There is always a mad child in the family. If we don't know who it is, it was you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was me because I'm the only child, so it yeah, has so... to be me. So it's like you... I was in a bed. Look, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just look around, going, oh yeah, there is one in every fab. Oh wait, oh wait, damn it, me. <laughs> yeah, damn my life. So, <clears throat> hey, Kippy, good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. So, moving on from, let's say, we got to know. A little bit about Asmodan doing the streaming when he started playing his games and then getting onto Twitch, knowing what Twitch was about and where he is now. So let's talk a bit about your games. What what is you say Scars of Arcadia is one of your all time favorites, but is it your number one all time favorite? Or it do is you my have number one all time favorite? I have like I'm trying to collect as much as possible that I can for it. Like Admittedly, I've only really just started getting into getting collectibles, but I managed to get my hands on a four, uh, 400 no $500 limited edition music box that like it's a full glass music box with metal legs and it plays the intro song. And like there are, there's a collectible statue that's coming out soon that I'm hyped for and actually Funny enough, after we got off um, the call last night, yeah. someone posted for the um, the uh, statue, the exclusive statue, nonetheless. Ooh, exclusive. Of the main character of that game oh. onto a buy and trade. And I'm like, I, I literally put in right away, I'd be interested in buying it. I'm hoping that the, uh, I'll get a chance to. Mm -hmm. But mm. it's just, I'm so excited for that. This is like after the call, you just see that you're just like, you just, you just immediately, I could just see like, this is what Asma was doing. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> get, I need to help. I need to get rid of, I need to get off. Come on. Oh, yeah, say goodbye. No. Gotta go on that website. <laughs> I'll go in, I'll go in, I'll pay, like, fork out my credit card for this. It's fine. I'll go in the red. Doesn't that's matter. A, that's a good one. I'll pay 800 bucks for that statue. Jesus. Without a second thought. <laughs> oh, God. That is dedication God. there, ladies and gentlemen. That's dedication, but just be careful. <laughs> That's yeah, all I gotta say. Good. 
Yeah. Oh dear. So okay, Skies of Arcade is your number one favorite game. Do you have a game that you do not like? Like you've tried and you're just like, this is the worst game I've ever played. Why the hell did I play it? Sonic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, actually. Well, really it like depends, Sonic. really, because we yeah, do. Yeah, it depends when you think about it. Um, the one I I hate the most. Uh. I don't actually. It's really hard because like. I don't really have a game I absolutely hate because even the really hard, broken games, I love them for the challenge. Because um, I was like, oh, well, you know, what? what's a game I really was like really annoyed at? I'm like, all right, well, there was Zool, but I'm like, actually, no, I really loved Zool. You Andy, what do you think of Zool? I was gonna say you love it. You love love like you love it now. Seeing as you made me had to play it. <laughs> I mean, I always I always loved it. I mean, to be fair, like you got to the music one, which is the second world, right? Yeah. Uh, I got to the toy world, which I think is world four. So, oh. and I played it every single day, trying to beat that because I just loved the challenge that came with it um but i think is it really a challenge or is it just broken there's a difference I mean, between being challenging and a game being completely utterly broken it wasn't broken because its mechanics worked the hard part about it was the fact that they took what was the original game on one of the sega consoles and they just like zoomed it in the camera to like 25 percent of what the previous screen was so it made one of the uh, power-ups you could pick up completely useless, because it's like, kill everything on screen, but you barely have a screen. <laughs> you barely have a screen for everything. So it's like, well, that's great. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think if I think the one, the, there are two genres that it's very rare that I actually enjoy them um, that much, which would be sports games and racing games. Now okay. there are there yeah. are exceptions though, like Mario Kart. I enjoy because there's a little bit more than just racing and making those turns, right? Um, but with sports games, I I've, I've played hockey. I actually buy a hockey game probably once every ten years, so I have three of them. <laughs> um, and like I love playing them, but it's like I'll get four or five games in. I'm like, all right, well, I found the trick to score i'm winning every game about 20 to nothing or 20 to 2. i've won 15 stanley cups back to back to back to back to back to back etc same his team yeah. hasn't done that wow yeah. wow but, uh, sorry i had to do that i'm very sorry i had to rude <laughs> that's all i gotta say uh anyway but um yeah, no, I mean, I guess it's just the very simple, repetitive nature of the game. Because, I mean, especially with the sports games, uh, I tend to play hockey and it's just, there is a, a trick to basically get a guaranteed goal in every single game. And up until I think it was like tw no, the 95 and the 2005 both had it where you literally come across one side, you cut across to the other side. But just as you're passing the goalie, who moves from one side of the net to the other, you literally just turn back and shoot immediately, and it just—it's 
going right into an empty net. No. That that sounds like a broken game. But that was all hockey games pre two thousand five. Yeah, and then EA EA Sports were like, "Oh, we should probably fix that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I and played I... the, I think I played the twenty twelve version mm. as well, and I mean, it's it still had one where it was like you kind of did a very similar setup, but they had like a trick shot that allowed you to like spin and shoot really quickly. Oh, okay. Mm. But it worked about. 85 to 90 percent of the time <laughs> so it was still ridiculously high well any advantage really isn't it yeah so uh, i've never really enjoyed too many sports games or uh racing games like that i see your point though about the sports games about maybe getting one every 10 years because it's, i love playing fifa but i just feel like Although, Andy, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong here. But it just seems like every single piece that comes out, there's just a tiny tweak to it. But aside from that, nothing's oh, yeah. majorly changed. Oh, like, yeah. If, no, they... like, I could play, play, I could probably play FIFA 2015, and it'll be probably the exact same thing as 2021, just like, with a few tweak differences. Well, yeah, there's, there's some things that they, they have changed, like... You know, like for this 2021 that's come out now, they've they've done like some like I don't know if it's changed to the game or not. People say like I've seen like the, the the controlling is a little bit different, which is like okay, but you know the the graphic wise it looks the same. Um, yeah. The whole aspect style of like say career mode, there's there's different there's different things that they've they've added it or they brought back because they brought back live sim now. Which is like it's like a football manager s like type thing where you just see all these like colored dots or like on a pitch and then there's like the little white dot which is the ball and then you just see them like moving around and kicking it and you can jump in straight into the game like let's say your team's losing 2-1 and your team's got the board is going to the opposition goal you can press okay i'm gonna jump in and you press jump in and it will just get you to that exact same part of where that where that was going just so you could run in and score the goal so it's like they got that which is pretty cool because they had that back in the previous FIFA games, like back in the day, and now they're bringing it back, which is great. But for actual game mechanics, um, I don't know if anything's changed or not. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, yeah, I can. Honestly. I can definitely point out something that has been a very big controversy over the last two years uh, coming up, and it it goes along both Madden and FIFA that I know two definite examples. So. I'll go with Madden because there's only one example on there, which mm -hmm. is uh, when they went from Madden 19 to Madden 20. Yeah. They, it, it was such a copy and paste that they forgot to change the Madden 19 to Madden 20 on the taskbar um, <laughs> icon. Oh, and Christ. also on the wow. stands. They forgot to change it. It was literally just copy, paste, and update roster. Now... Wow. The worst one. That is laziness at its finest. No, 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 no. That's not even the worst. Okay, the worst is FIFA 21, okay. uh, which is for the Switch. Oh, yes. Oh, right. The Legacy you Edition. Yeah. So yeah. You, this you, one. You tell this. You tell this. Uh, they have. I'm not even kidding you. If you look on the store, it will actually say in the fine print the mechanics and. Um, 
features have not have had no major changes in uh, compared to FIFA 20 Legacy. And then if you go to FIFA 20 Legacy, it literally it says the exact same thing about FIFA 19 Legacy. <laughs> so pretty much they the have, same game, just updated roster. <laughs> yeah, it's identical games. There has been zero changes in graphics, in mechanics. Nothing has changed other than the roster between FIFA 19 Legacy, FIFA, FIFA 20 Legacy, and FIFA 21 Legacy. So if any of you are thinking of getting that uh, FIFA 21 Legacy, don't. Buy FIFA 20, uh, 19, you can get it for like 17 bucks. Yeah, well, there you 17 go. bucks, so you get a Champions League. So I know that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it'll be uh, it'll be an outdated roster, but it'll be the same game as if you were playing FIFA 21. So absolutely, I don't save money yeah. there. Yeah. Or just buy FIFA 21 on PS4, Xbox One, PC, or in down the line PS5 or the Xbox Series X, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later on in the show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I like I very much don't like the whole like copy paste. It's like oh yeah, they will buy a brand new game for this while also emptying their bank accounts it's just like well no mm. so i i've very much always been very off put by uh, a lot of the like loot box aspect that they decided to shoehorn into it but uh definitely with the general thing it's like i i can respect the general game as an entertaining game as long as they keep making improvements because like i while it wasn't my style of game, I bought them again in about 10 year increments because I still enjoyed playing them occasionally. Yeah. Um, and you FIFA, want, I, or, if you're spending 50 quid though for a game, you want to sort of be updated, like completely separate from what you previously had. Otherwise, you're just paying 50 quid for essentially, what is essentially a DLC. Exactly, or even a patch. Yeah. I mean, one thing that they, they could have definitely done in terms of what it should be, have it so um, have it in a season, kind of like how Diablo does, where it's like the that way you keep all your loot box stuff, you keep everything, and literally you just have records of like, oh hey, in this season, uh, which lasted the full year, you um, have accrued this many um, cups, you've uh, won this many games and like th just give you the basic stats for the season right and then they update it with a new uh roster and everything give dlc stuff like and like maybe even just have a small like five dollar patch for updated roster every year right and mm. yeah like obviously it's going to be really annoying if, for the game companies because it's Obviously, they're going to be losing a bunch of money on that. But in reality, they don't have to build the game up every single time. Instead, they just update the rosters, change the numbers, retire some people, um, and like bring in uh, new care uh, the new players. And it's maybe a five month job of like actually programming it in. I like that idea, actually. So, like, for mm. example, FIFA. Just turn, like, call it FIFA World, for example. And it's just going to be every year, uh, five, for five bucks, 
is the 21-22 edition with up-to-date latest um, signings and, like you said, the rosters. But if they want to mm-hmm. keep the five, if they don't want to pay five dollars, then they just keep the same game they have and only bring out the next FIFA world when there's actually something majorly added to it. Yeah, and I mean, in reality, all they have to do is they have they just release a new version for every console generation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it'd be like, there'd be uh, a new uh, FIFA world for PS5, and then when the PS6 drops, they'd release another one, and so on and so forth. And that way they can still get the full price game with essentially the um, ability to use the new console's technology to its full yeah. I mean, admittedly, sports games in and of themselves are very bare basic in terms of size. So they focus a lot more on the little mechanics and the graphics, which is why they're so fine-tuned, or they should be. But, yeah, I think that would probably be their best idea, or even have a yearly subscription of, like, 10 bucks to automatically just get the new roster, get the uh, stuff. And I mean, it even opens them up to have the ability to say, hey, uh, my favorite player retired in, let's say, let's say they started this two uh, two years ago. My favorite player retired in 2019. um, So, and I now want to play the old team with them, right? You can literally go back, bring that character back into the game and kind of play a fantasy game, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, what would 2019... Um, I mean, I don't actually follow FIFA too much, but uh, give me a team. Man United. Of course you were going to say that. You were going to Pompey. Yeah, you know, I was going to go for other Premier League team. I wasn't going to be like, oh, Pompey is like, you know, yeah, Pompey's my favorite team. But, you know, yeah, I was going to go for, say, like Arsenal or something like that. I actually missed what James said. Ignore what James said. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, Man United. Man, Man United. Man United. <laughs> Manchester United. So let's say you want to see, oh, okay, let's have Manchester United 2019 play Manchester United 2020 or 2021. See what uh, which one would kind of win. Just and like have the AI play it. See what the what the AI would think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you I can know. have this th- those kind of th- setup. And like let's say ten years down the road, right? Uh, P- like you're able to do FIFA 2021 versus uh, or like Manchester 2021 versus Manchester 2029. Like, that would be a huge difference. Probably an almost entirely different roster, right? Yeah, but the, the result would still be the same. Manu will still be utter shambles. Yeah, but it would also, <laughs> like, the different stats and everything of the character or the players would be kind of ver- varying up everything. So it would be a very interesting idea for them to do that. Would be, but then it's just a case of just like they just lose money, wouldn't they, all the time? Oh yeah, with with how they how they're making sales of the full game, they'd just be like, yes, that would be a good idea to you know appease the fans, but at the same time, profit. We need so money. Kind of, 
We need money, so they probably won't do something like that. Maybe sometime in the future where they're just like, yes, we will do something like this. Then I think I think the, one of the only ways for them to get out of the constant uh, legal issues that they're now having with their loot boxes and still be able to make decent money mm-hmm. is if they did this, then when they do the... Um, What's the promo called? Like the team, ultimate team? Ultimate team, yeah. yeah, that's it. So in ultimate team, instead of having loot boxes, which admittedly rake them in thousands of dollars, but is literally getting them banned in countries now. Yeah. Uh, have it so it is a uh, purchase system. So it's like um, this player who is considered one of the best is worth... Um, 500 uh, ultimate points. Yeah. And each, like, 10 ultimate points equals um, 10 cents or something. So it's, like, 5 bucks for the player if you just want to get them out right. Or you can play to earn it, and you earn, like, 5 per game that you play. Mm Mm-hmm. That way, it's not... Everything's not restricted behind a paywall... But for the people who just want to go in and have a bit of fun because they don't have the time to play all the time, get their chance to go in and and like they are able to earn money that way. Yeah, again, that's a that's a pretty good pretty good concept idea on that. Also, hello to Shan Can who is uh, just tuning in into the chat. Welcome to the Tally Ho Show. Good to have you here. Good to have you here. And oh, Kippy's mouse just Kippy's mouse just came in. Woo! Woo! Hype on that. Hype on that, indeed. And, um, but yeah, no. I think that was pretty good. Uh, So, you guys ready? Shall we get on with the the questions? Yeah, I think we should get on and uh, do the topic. Topics and stuff. My random tangent rant. Here, you were were saying, like, oh, you know, probably not going to say as much. You you just went, boom, you just, like, gave us so much information. You went ham. (laughs) So, it's like, this will probably be a four-hour podcast, guys. Get ready. No, it's like... It, in uh, a good way, it's going to be ready. Be ready for this... four hours of absolute bliss. My goodness. And Waterproof uh, Bubbles is here as well. Okay, I think you guys are pretty hey, cool. Bubbles. I think I'll stick, a, hey, stick Hey, we're around. cool! Hey, uh, my mum would cool. be so proud of Wait. me. Hi, I'm cool. <laughs> mom, mom, someone on the internet said I'm cool. That's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly now get back is. to the basement. Yeah, get back to the basement where you belong. <laughs> it's like, okay... That's a nice to scroll wheel again. Oh, I bet, Kippy, I bet. Steak. <laughs> Waterproof bubbles, how? Yeah, that's a good question. How, how are bubbles? Well, yeah, no, I think when you think about it, logically, waterproof bubbles. I mean, think about it. In a bubble, very on the very inside, if something's inside a bubble, can it ever get wet? Very true. Very true. No, no, no. I don't want to, I don't want to do philosophy. My head already hurts. My head is exploding with, oh uh, my god, mind blown. Yeah, exactly, Shan. <laughs> Kippy's like, Asmo is cool. James is cool. Candy is, I guess. Oh, thanks, Kippy. <laughs> thanks. Ah, uh, that, Kippy, clear, is why you're always allowed on this show. Oh, god. Waterproof Bubble says, just to be clear, you're cool because you have Asmo on. Ah, fair enough. Uh, that, that's it. So we're only going to be cool for just this one show, and that's it. That's, that's all it. I need. You know what? Perfect. You know what? Episode... Oh, man, because episode 17 is going to be Halloween, isn't it? Oh, yes, it <laughs> we is. Could, 
we, we'll be the Halloween special. But we should have we should call it. I think episode eighteen. I've got the name of the show. The we used to be cool show. Yeah. <laughs> we, used to, we used to be cool. No, we didn't. The, the we used to be cool show. Perfect. I got the, we got the episode name ready for episode eighteen. So. <laughs> Good so stuff. Are, are you going to explain the the title for this episode? Oh yeah, the I have miscalculated this show because <laughs> when we were yeah, go ahead, talking Andy, yesterday, explain. we were talking yesterday, or people listening into the podcast, October sixteenth, twenty twenty, we were going through the discussion of the show and talking about some ideas and stuff, and it was kind of like Asmo and James were doing say they they were just pretty much trying to pick on me, pretty much. I was bullied. We I was were, bullied. We were not bullying you. Bullying would have been a lot harder. You were just easy pickings. It was easy Pretty pickings, much. apparently. And they and saw me on the cat. Friendly ribbing. Friendly ribbing. Friendly ribbing. It was, it was banter. Banter, mate. Great banter. I love how he says bully. 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 He's, a, bully. he's a big bully. Bully. He's a big bully, mate. Big bully. And so <laughs> on, we have our cameras on, and I'm just there with my hand, with my head in my hand, just going, oh, my God. <laughs> and James was like, you're thinking to yourself, I may have miscalculated this. And then James is like, that's the name of the show. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, yes, welcome to the This Is What I Say, the I May Have Miscalculated This Show, because anything can happen. Oh, dear I, God. I mean, what were you thinking when you what was going to happen when you invite one of your biggest trolls onto the podcast? That maybe you would be a troll and we'll have a merry old time, but maybe not. And you know? there lies the problem right there. I there didn't lies think about the problem. That. There we go. Uh, every time Warfare Bubble says I show up, people get into chats about how a bubble could be waterproof. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Perfect. You you spark up a conversation, Waterproof. That's great. That's that's the perfect. That is fantastic. Perfect. I love that. So God, I love it when you have that. Absolutely. Let's get on with some topics now. Starting off with my topic. So what we're going to do is we're going to have my topic first, <laughs> followed by James's topic after we do our mini segment, and then we got Asmo's uh, topic as well. So for my topic, because we all know we got the next gen consoles coming out, PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X. People are hyped for it. People are like, eh. And, you know, people are in between. I'm in between. I'm like, cool, we're going to have new consoles. But I don't have, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I haven't watched the PS5 event. I've, I missed that. Um, but, you know, I've seen, like, things about, you know, about the PS5 and the Xbox. You know, and it's kind of, like, sparked my interest a bit. But I'm on the fence. I'm probably not going to get one and maybe the new console until, like, say, next year, maybe. I'm not too sure. But... It's kind of like we're getting like enough information that you know people are having some good discussions about it, and uh, who we think is going to be the um, you know the, the the console champion of this next generation. So for my topic, it's going to be PS5 and Xbox Series X. What do we think so far? So from all the information that we have been gathered so far from Sony and Microsoft, and what we're going to be getting, um, you know. Let's have a discussion about it. And guys in the chat, feel free to discuss as well. We will be reading out the messages. If you have anything to talk about the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X and how you think about, you know, both consoles, let us know and we'll talk about it. So yes, indeed, indeed, do. And Edge has just popped in, walks in through the front door and politely closes it. Ah, Edge, good to see you, man. Take a seat, get a nice cup of tea, as everyone else should be doing in the stream right now. Have a nice cup of drink and relax. <laughs> and Shan's like, runs into the door full speed. Edge politely plo- closes it. And then Shan's like, 
slam. Whack! Well done, Edge. You just, you just, Shan just hit the head on the door. Good job. <laughs> now you got to call 911 for a suspected concussion. <laughs> Let's start things off with James. What are your thoughts on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? Okay, I didn't actually see the Xbox. I didn't actually see the Xbox. You know what? Sorry. I'm going to call it Xbox because I'm very sorry. This is the one thing that irritates me about Xbox and PS5, uh, PlayStation. PlayStation, when they get a new console, they do they do what is logical. PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Nice numeric order going. And what do Xbox do? Xbox. Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox... Where are they coming up with these names? It makes well, no mean... sense. I really don't understand why... I don't understand why PS5 have just taken the normal room and gone, yeah, it's a... What's this, our fifth generation console? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, so what are we going to call it? PlayStation 5? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like normal people would think. Xbox? Well, the Xbox people, I could just think, I just must be sniffing something and go, right, so what should we call the next one? Right, ah, I got a good one. How about the Series X? You mean the Xbox Series X? You know how much of a tongue twister that is? Don't care, we're putting it on there. Alright, so it is. Xbox Series X. You're the boss. You're the boss. You're the boss, Bob. But, um, yeah, uh, you're the I boss. Didn't actually see, I didn't actually see the Xbox's uh, rev uh, reveal, so I don't. Re I wasn't too certain on uh, what it is. But I watched the PS5 one, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to what they've got. There's a couple of good games in there that I think are pretty decent. Uh, to be honest, though. I'm an Xbox, I am a PlayStation man all the way through, so I have to say, at the moment, even with the price tags, I will be leaning more towards getting the PS5, unless something really throws up for Xbox, where I may consider going mm. that side, but for me, I have to, I'm staying on the PlayStation side for now. What about you, Asmo? Um... Well, before I kind of go into my opinion, I did want to go back to on something James said before, which was the naming scheme. Yeah. They initially did have a idea to like have it consistent because it was supposed to be the Xbox, the Xbox 360. Then they were going to have the Xbox 720. Yeah. But the PR was so bad with that they had to change the name because there was so like if you Googled. Um, Xbox 720, it was all about how, like, the PR person was called, like, basically saying, well, if you don't want to play online, play the Xbox 360, but don't play it because it's a piece of shit. It's like, the guy got fired because he was wow. bad-mouthing his own console. Wow. That was a so far away to get fired right there and then. Damn, but, son. But, so, now, yeah, there, it's just nonsensical. But, um... Personally, when it comes to the difference between PS5 and Xbox Series X, uh, I'm going for the uh, PS5 for Ooh. one simple reason. The Xbox is a pointless console because every single game you can get on the Xbox, you can buy on PC and it will be better on the PC. You know, when you have like the latest specs and everything, it'll be like yeah, the Xbox Series X. You can almost get 4K graphics on this. PC, well, if you have a 4K monitor already, you, you can have ultra 4K. PC thinking, <laughs> yeah. wait, you guys are still using 4K? Well, 8 at the moment. In fact, we're moving, yeah, we're, we're moving on to 16 next month. We're on to 16K, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and not only that, you can mod the games. You really enjoyed a game, yes. you want to like have a newer experience, 
you go out, you find a mod, and you put it in, and you just play the game again with this near, new quirky mod that changes the game entirely, and it's almost like a brand new experience. Wasn't that so what's hard? the point of a console that quite literally has made itself useless? I mean, thinking about it in an, like in a console, like for console aspects, there's probably people that might not have or cannot afford a high-tech PC that can be able to play like these types of games. You know, so I can get that. It's like, but I know where people would be like, well, just buy a new PC. It'll be the same price in a way as, as the Xbox or, you know, get some extra specs. Same price as the Xbox. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll put it this way. Uh, the I'm going to, I'm using Canadian currency at this one. The oh. Xbox Series X is going to be $600 before tax Canadian. Mm. I, you can buy a moderately decent gaming PC custom built for $700. It's true. It's very true. But I think there's going to be people that might not want to play PC. That's just what I think. I think people, there, there are some people out there that are big on Xbox and they, you know, like they go, what's the point having a PC where I can just play on the Xbox and stuff. So I think it's just catering to that audience in a way. And if they um, do, if Xbox doesn't do anything, then PS5 pretty much takes the whole whole console. Uh, takes the yeah, whole, the whole, whole console, console race by storm. Yeah, and yeah. It'll be I, 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 like I know Nintendo's kind of not been a huge thing. I still say Nintendo is still one of the big companies, especially when you look oh, at sales of Switch. Oh honest, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, I think that's what I love the most about uh, Nintendo because you do have the PS, you have Sony, and you have Microsoft. They all they will do is compete about. Who's got the better graphics card? Who's got the better processors? Who's got the better, like, screen-wise? And then you got Nintendo on the other side going, Hey, have you ever thought about... Hey, how about a console that you can take with you on the go? Do you that? Or, uh, you know what? The, one of the biggest... Some, the One of the biggest innovations that Nintendo did that I was absolutely mind-blown about was the fact of 3D without glasses. When they did the Nintendo... Oh, yeah, yeah, 3DS. 3DS. yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah, yeah. you don't need glasses, and you actually get to see the game in full 3D, and it's it, it's it's such a weird concept. Like, admittedly, yes, it it has a lot to do with just like doing the using the camera to see where your face is, at lining up your eyes, and lining it up properly. But it's still an amazing technology to have. Oh, definitely. I mean, like. I tried it, the 3DS. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the 3DS. The 3DS is great. I just didn't really use the 3D a whole lot. But what I did, it was like, wow, that actually does work. And they did a really good job of it. But, you know, um, but when the 2DS XL came out, I was like, cool, I'll have a 2DS XL. Because honestly, like, I'd much rather just play, like, the 3DS games just in 2D. But for people that loved the 3DS, the 3D aspect, worked wonders. And it, it, was, it was such a good console. I can see, yeah... People say, like, oh, if Microsoft pull out of the console race, you know, PS4, Sony, PlayStation is going to be supreme. Uh, but Nintendo is still, like, one of the big... Yeah, Nintendo is one of the big console makers, but there's not really a whole lot of competition between Nintendo and Sony, to be honest. It would just be like, we're making our stuff. Uh, I mean, you think of it in a way, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing, because the bad thing is if Microsoft pulls out of the console race, then PS5 will be supreme. There's not really any like other competition unless another big company comes in and makes a console to try and challenge for players. I suppose that kind of keeps them on their toes a bit. Wait. 
Yeah. You don't but, think the but... Google Stadia is a, 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 a competing con? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, the Google Stadia. My bad. Yeah, that's the next revolutionary console right there, ladies and gentlemen. I, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, you tried. You tried. I know. Uh, I'm Shad's, trying my best, also. That's point out, though. Some people, uh, keyboard and mouse illiterate, and some have been sucking the controller out of the womb, which, I'm going to be honest, that's a very, very weird burst. And it's a boy. It's a boy. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. It's a controller. It's a boy. No, wait. Sorry. It's a then 64 controller. Man, no wonder that was awkward for you but, to push. I mean, oh, just because I mentioned Dreamcast going through. But no. I mean, even in terms of that coming through, though, is the fact of you can plug in your Xbox controller into your PC and use it. Same with your PS4 controller. Like, you can use controllers on a PC. To be honest, that has helped me massively. I've even got—I had to get a new controller because mine's all, the wires are almost broken. Yeah, in a way that does. Yeah, in a, it does. Yeah, you know, and because Xbox, you know, the Microsoft Store is now becoming more of like the Xbox Store, so you can be able to play Xbox games on your PC. Yeah, it kind of works. I can see why Microsoft did that because it's like you know, you can be able to play Xbox games on your PC. It just helps like broaden, you know, broaden the horizons or a bit, you know, increase the in the amount of players that will play their games. So, but is it going to be I, enough to beat Steam? Because they have set the bar pretty damn high with Well, games. the thing is, yeah, the thing is, like, Microsoft have teamed up with Steam, so Xbox games are on Steam, so it's not really like they're going to, like, challenge them because yeah, you've got freaking Halo, Sea of Thieves, all that stuff, all on Steam. It's on the Microsoft Store, but it's on Steam as well, so they pretty much, like, partnered up with them. So I can see, like, the partnership between Microsoft and Steam being a thing in the future, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um... Waterproof bubbles so 3D ended up draining the battery a lot. That is thing that is true with the 3DS. The battery did drain a whole lot when you use the 3D. That so I think that's, that's, that's why probably why I that's why they brought the 2DS though, wasn't it? Because it yeah, was drained the battery and people were complaining that they were getting headaches for the 3DS. Yeah, Actually, yeah. You, you, another little fun thing was that the 3D aspect of the 3DS actually helped diagnose people with a medical condition where they actually cannot pre- perceive 3D. Which was really interesting to see. Oh. Huh. That's see, and the 3DS helped people find out if they had an illness. Perfect. See, it was a, it was a good console in many other ways. Yeah. Uh, Kippy says Nintendo Sony appeal to different audiences. Yeah, that as well. That, that's the thing. Like, I think friendly competition is always important. But if Microsoft pulled out of the console race and PS5 was the supreme HD console... You know, that, I mean, they would be able to do stuff they they would want to do, and they wouldn't care because people will buy a console anyway. Because no one else is going to, no one else is challenging us for the, for a race. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nintendo and like Nintendo wouldn't care. They'd just be like, "We're doing our thing." You know, we're still making money. We're not challenging. We did that back in the day. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> so, we are not going through that shit again. I mean, if you really look at it in the long run. Nintendo's been around for over 130 years. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they they're not going it. anywhere. No. They're not going anywhere. No, no. They've been they've been an entertainment company like for a very very long time. Not just they for were, game consoles, but for other things as well. They were founded September 23rd, 1889. Mm-hmm. So pretty much. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They they have so much. They're just like yeah, whatever. Yeah, you, you want fine. you want to compete against us? Sure, come on in. Uh, they're they're like see... a friendly grandpa. They're like, come, let me show you the ropes. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, know, I can imagine. I can imagine PlayStation and Xbox having a go at each other. Essentially, going, "Yeah, well, we've got years of experience on our side," and just Nintendo sitting in the background going, "Amateurs, no idea what it's like that's to have years of experience." That's exactly that. Stuck exactly a cat in the background as well. <clears throat> like, like a true, like a true Bond villain. Absolutely, <laughs> Nintendo could rule so saying... the world if it wanted to. So we're saying Nintendo is 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 a bad guy, is a bad company. <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I have been expecting you. <laughs> oh, no. ah, Mr. Secret Agent PS5. I expect you to die. <laughs> no, surely if I was for the Xbox to be the Xbox would be going, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Xbox, I expect you to ring light of death. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's that's the worst. Did you remember actually, that back in the day? I was gonna say, did anybody actually get the ring, uh, the red light, ring, red ring of death? No, I didn't. I never bought an Xbox. Uh, I had an Xbox. <laughs> so I never. I bought it when after that happened and they fixed it, and I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> now I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, waterproof bubbles is like my friend did. Oh, I I've had, had it once. once. Yeah, yeah there we go. Once. Everyone's coming out. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was me. That was me. That was me, guys. That was me. Shan's like Nintendo's the creepy uncle. <laughs> oh, the creepy oh uncle God. that you just you don't you know you have you to. You don't want to. You know you have to love and go visit, but you don't want to. No, <laughs> you're trying to do everything you can to get out of it. Visit. Yeah. Opens the door. Here comes here comes Uncle Nintendo. Hello. Oh no. <laughs> Why did you give him that voice? I don't know. Is that what <laughs> like a just thought of a creepy voice. Is that what that a creepy uncle sounds like. I mean, it could end up sounding like Gollum. Oh god. Oh god, yeah. Boy, still holding on to Super Mario 64 going, My precious. No, no, no. Let, let's do it right. My precious. You stole from us. I'm out. That was too good. I can't compete with yeah. that. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. You know what? You know what? That was too good. You deserved this. Yeah, uh, no, you definitely deserve that. Imitations. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Kippy's like, Pog Champ, my god. Shan's like, I don't want a mom. <laughs> <laughs> also, going back to like. Birthing a birthing a controller, like if he's like, I'm not a man or oh. woman, I'm a SNES controller. One thing I was gonna say is like, what is it? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Nope. You have just given birth to a bouncing baby blast processing Sega Genesis. I, I just want to point out, Bubbles is like, your precious this is in another castle. <laughs> oh, you've got to do that voice. You've got to try to do that voice. Um. Your precious is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh. Uh. Oh, this is brilliant. I love this. I am loving This is why I love this show. Because <laughs> of random stuff like this. By God. I just say, uh, all I say now is, uh, all I say, Dan, is that I might need to speak to you after this because I might have a new jingle for us and I might need your help with it. Oh, no my problem. God. Become part uh, of the Tanny Hole legend by killing yourself as a, ta- as a jingle. As a jingle, there you go. I mean, that's actually not a hard voice to do on the throat. I'm surprised that it's not really for you. <laughs> I, I like. I have a harder time doing like a 
deeper voice than I do doing that. Wow. Wow. Like, or not a deeper, like a more of a growling voice. Like that mm -hmm. has that really deep like rumble to it. Interesting. But, uh, God. <laughs> the man of many voices here, Mr. Asmodan, right here. The man the man of the voice we've got of Gollum. I <laughs> mean, I can do Lord Donald the Rings Duck move. as well. Ooh, okay, let's hear it. Do you ever wanted to hear Donald Duck swear? You just heard it today. <laughs> I do realise now, I do kind of think we should have just renamed the show the Man of a Thousand Voices show. <laughs> you could probably, probably. It might have to be. We might have to change this on the fly, guys. <laughs> even though even though it's stuck now, we'll keep we'll keep it to our may have miscalculated show. We'll when we'll, we'll, we bring back Asmodown, I'm sure we'll bring back Asmodown to the future show, we'll call it the man of many voices. Because oh. now we know he's the man of many voices. There we go. The I may have miscalculated this show. We may have miscalculated this name. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, that's it. May have miscalculated this name. It all makes sense now. Oh, goodness. Let's get ready to rumble. Shan says, oh, my God. Christ. So, uh, we talked a bit about the Xbox Series X. Let's let's talk a bit about more, you know, say more about the PS5. What do you guys think about it? Like, I think, for me, them bringing out a version with... You can play physical copy discs and a digital version... I don't know. I have, I'm trying to. I think they did. Did they confirm that there's gonna be they're gonna be making physical copies of games for the PS5, or is it only solely just for the PS4 games that they? No, I'm thinking physical it's, copies. Yeah, physical copies. Okay, because it was kind of just like if it was only gonna be for like just for playing PS4 games, I would have just gotten the digital version because it's like what's the point? Because it was like oh cool backwards compatibility with the PS4 that's great and then they and then Sony's just like yes <laughs> it will only play a certain amount of PS4 games but over the years we'll update it to add more titles and I'm like well actually, there's no freaking point in me selling my PS4. They said, they said that I last actually, time but I'm still waiting for them to bring oh. some PS2 games onto the PS4. So they've actually released the number and the titles of the games that will not be able to be played on day one Okay. For the PS5, and it's ten games. Oh, just ten, and just they're not 10. even like I've read all of them, and I'm like, I have not heard of a single one of these games. That's pretty good. Interesting. Then. Okay. Okay. Because normally well, they say when they bring up and say we only do backwards compatibility, but without these games, and normally these are the big major titles that you remember, like what they did with the PS3. Uh, when they brought it out and said, we can't do backwards compatibility for these games. And there were loads there that sort of made the PS2 what it was today. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. the biggest issue that they're having when it comes to PlayStation backwards compatibility is the digital infrastructure, like the setup of um, the programming for the games and also the hardware. Between PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4, they're all drastically different from each other. Mm -hmm. which made it very hard for like the ps3 had to essentially boot up not only the game for ps2 but also the um the software to run it they had to emulate the full console which made it very difficult and very hard on the system uh but with ps5 the core digital infrastructure is very similar so they're not having any any of that issues anymore haven't they okay. used, are they using nanotech in the PS5? 
That's what I had. The, like they're they've updated the system, but the way that things are still written is very similar. The way that the um, the information is still kind of laid out and access is very similar still. Yeah. So it's very it's very much a oh okay we just need a slight tweak on okay it's this codec rather than this one rather than hey let's boot up this whole we have to boot up this emulator on our console to emulate another console to play this game. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. essentially the, the PS, that's what the PS3 had to do. It was it had to emu, uh, run an emulator and yeah. run the game at the same time. Unless you had the first original PS3, which actually had the like hardware for PS2, which allowed it to you know play games with no issues. Because if you got the later versions of like the original PS3, then it was emulated, and then there was yeah. issues. So, I had the what, the early ones, unfortunately. The early ones were also very prone to yellow lighting, which is probably because of the PS2 uh, hardware. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the reason. But it's it's kind of like I'm kind of on the fence, like of of getting like I'll probably yeah I'll probably get the one with lights because I want to buy physical copies of games. I probably might try and play a PS4 game on the PS5 to see if it works. But it's kind of like with the digital infrastructure of it, like I'm just worried that there's going to be like like there's going to be like bad glitches or like the game just won't run properly or something like that that's what i'm always usually worried about so i'll probably keep like my ps4 for now unless you know things are mm. at least it, it verily improves the game then i'll be like okay maybe i'll just sell the ps4 and then just they did the say that um the a lot of the basic stuff is uh if the game is not frame capped the loading speeds will be literally almost instant on any PS4 game because they'll have a lot of the boosts, like how the PS4 Pro does for the normal PS4 games. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. But it's going to be at such a level that... Uh, it, I mean, here's a great example. They said if you're going to play the PS, the uh, Marvel Spider-Man on the PS5, you actually have to turn on an option to still get the loading screen, like little quirks where he's in the sky train or in the, oh, yeah. on the train. Because it'll just be like it'll just be instant. too damn fast. It's just instant. Damn, that's crazy uh, when I you think about it. To be honest, we have definitely advanced to the point where we do not have any loading screens because God knows I, what happened I, a few years ago where we did where it was like five remember, minutes to load up a game. Yeah, remember, remember when? Remember when? Like back in the day, the last console I think where we we didn't need we didn't have any loading screens was the Nintendo sixty four because it didn't even have any goddamn loading screens. Uh, depended just, on the game, but yes, for the yeah. most part, it didn't have. For the most part, it, it was it was just straight in, which was always nice. Yeah, um, but the the one thing that because which is you know it's always good to see that it's going to have backwards compatibility. The one thing that I noticed as well from um, from Sony, which I think a lot of people didn't really like, was the fact that um, if you have a P, if you have a version a PS4 version of the game. Like I heard there was a story that Spider-Man Miles Morales, if you get it on PS4, um, you can get the up, you, you know, you can upgrade it to the PS5 and, you know, get all your save data sent from the PS4 to PS5, but you have to pay a fee. Like there was like some games that require you to pay a certain fee to have everything be like moved from one console to the other, which sparked outrage. And then Microsoft Xbox will come in and jokingly said like, yes, we'll do the same thing, but it will be free. <laughs> it's kind of like, you that know, was the, uh, 
But that was the same thing of with the prices. Nobody wanted to drop what price their consoles could be first because the other console could just say, oh, well, in that case, then ours is cheaper. And then boost it up there in uh, production. Because mm. there was ages when uh, both consoles were like, yes, we have a new place. We have the new consoles coming out. Fantastic. Well, how much is it? Well, let me tell you this. It's got these fantastic specs. It looks amazing. Okay, but how much does it cost? Well, also, look at these games. Just tell us a goddamn price. No. Not until that fucking tells us otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so, so with that, that actually was not the... Uh, like, certain things were not doing save transfers. But for the most part, when what they were meaning by the fee for transferring the saves over, that was you needed to have the PlayStation Plus. Mm. Not, not, like, pay an extra fee on top of that as well. Oh, okay, then. Ah, right, yeah, because what from the news article I read, it was like you had to pay an extra fee. Because I'm thinking, if you have PS Plus and then you have to pay an extra fee for that, that bollocks. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that they, they didn't, they had to clarify that after the fact. Oh, or at least God. that's what I've read. It's that they clarified it after the fact that's PlayStation Plus that allows you to transfer the saves over. But ah. when it comes down to like upgrading games, it's up to the, um, the, uh, the actual game company, like the, Let's say, um, uh, let's say it was Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. It's up to CD Projekt Red to determine how it gets upgraded. Which, by the way, CD Projekt Red has already um, confirmed any per any game purchased on the PS4 that's getting a uh, new version on the PS5, upgrades for free. Perfect. Go love it when that happens. I go love, love CD Projekt Red. They are so customer friendly. Like, they're, they're, they're so friendly to all their consumers that they just like yeah you want that sure go ahead and we're going to give you all the dlc free so you gotta there's gonna be more game companies like that yeah definitely yeah. like you know um, they, they care more about the customers rather than the profit so it's kind of <laughs> you know you know uh, money's who, important but customer service satisfaction who, is it's very important also so that's Which EA out there uh, call of duty uh, uh activision, activision. So Activision is like, yes, you can um, you can upgrade for free if you buy this very expensive version of it. However, yeah. you will not be able to upgrade if you have any other version. You have to pay the two hundred dollar version. Yep. <laughs> it's like what about yeah, EA though? Uh, EA, because uh, I know they they have said like if you have FIFA twenty one on PS four, Xbox One. I see it when I'm playing FIFA 20. It's like, yeah, get FIFA 21, upgrade to your PS5, Xbox. You'll still have your saved data and everything else. But I, I, it, it doesn't say if it costs or if it's free. That's the I, one thing. I would be surprised if they. I think you're going to have to pay. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to pay. I can see for them it. doing that. Yeah, they have a knack of doing that, though, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's the same uh, as the people who play, who made Control. Um. Because they're like, oh, the only way that you'll get the free upgrade to PS5 is if you have this, uh, like, I think it was the Definitive Edition or something. Like, the most recent version, which had all the DLC included into it, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we can't upgrade. Like, this is prepped to be able to go up to PS5. The other ones won't. But the problem was, was that there were uh, a bunch of people who had the base game and all the DLC that automatically upgrade to that Definitive Edition... And they're like, hey, I thought you said this was so different. We like 
there's no automatic uh, upgrade to PS5, but it's now saying I have this version. And then the next, like within like 12 hours, they corrected that glitch. Yes, corrected. And it's like, yeah, it's not a glitch. It's just you guys are scamming money now. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, God, I love it when that happens. But uh, <laughs> another thing with, though with the PS5, the PS5 marks the end of special edition PlayStations. Oh, because it's only just going to be like one thing and that's it. Well, no, it's because of the plates are removable and I can definitely see them uh, creating custom plates for e almost every single game, like uh, a special Ratchet and Clank plate that you can pop off the, old, the typical white ones and just slap on a plate for uh, that has a nice design of Ratchet and Clank. I mean, as long as it's like a cheaper aspect and they don't cost you a freaking an arm and a leg, like just to get the freaking plates, then I'm all for that, to be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I, this, I actually had a like four or five hour discussion with my buddy Nightmare on my Discord about mm -hmm. this. And um, so essentially what ended up uh, we were coming to is the fact of uh, if, like, when it comes down to the selling special editions, they would obviously have to sell the whole brand new console because you can't remove the exteriors, right? And they would only eat, like, even if I think 50% of the people buy a special edition, uh, it only equals out to something like, I think $800 million of profit. That's giving every single cent that of the sell price as profit to that. But then when you look at the plates, I'm, I calculated it where something like 10% of people buy um, one plate at $20, it equals out to over a billion dollars. Wow. Yeah, 20 bucks, I would say, is a pretty reasonable price for like special edition plates. But well, what plates yeah, would I, you get though? Uh, I mean, it depends I, on the game. Spyro. I mean, <laughs> oh, of course you like would get, get Spyro, Andy. I mean, I could look, see look, Spyro, uh, Spider-Man, Ratchet yep. and Clank. Um, if there's a... God of War? Like, God of War. Like, you you name it. Like, they probably will print out uh, plates for every single game that has a decent selling or is, like, extremely hyped. They'll go, buy this, and you can pay, like, an extra $10 to get a plate... Can't, like bundle right or you can buy these plates separate for 20 bucks or something mm -hmm. right and it, it'll end up being this big thing where everybody's console will eventually be for the most part unique but xbox series x it's it's you're only going to get maybe those five six um five or six uh special editions yeah but and and also with that calculation of uh like over a billion dollars of profit for the plates that also um only includes 10 percent buying one set of plates let's face it there are collectors who will buy 15 20 50 100 different sets of plates so yeah, well, it's, it's true it's true yeah. and 
They'll keep, they'll keep it pristine until they decide to sell it and then, you know, give it, like, say, 20 to 30 years down the line, PS5 plates, they might be selling for, like, $200 a pop or something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> and, I mean, another even side thing is they can even release little frames that you can just pop them on and hang them on your wall because, Ooh. essentially, they're a, they're a picture, right? Mm-hmm. So, essentially, it becomes extra decoration that you can have. They just need to market it well. That's the that's the fingers crossed knock on wood if they do that. And yeah, yeah. if they and hopefully they market it well. We know like what most game companies do when it comes to marketing. <laughs> eh, it can always improve. So yes, I mean if we're going to talk about really bad marketing, I could easily say my favorite game of all time, Skies for Arcadia. It was great on um, Dreamcast, but Dreamcast was a dying console back then. Then when they ported it over to the GameCube. It had zero marketing for it. No advertisements, no nothing. Literally just the arrived only... on the sea with, hi, okay, bye. Yeah, and like the only reason I found out about it was um, when I was going over to my dad's place for the weekend, we'd always rent a video game. And I was like, all right. And I would just go through the line. I'm like, all right, I played that, I played <laughs> that, I played that. And I came to Skies. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. Rented it. Fell in love with it and rented it for a month straight to the point my dad's like, all right, we're going to find this game and buy it so you stop fucking renting this. <laughs> <laughs> You've always spent more on renting the game than you actually did buying it in the end. Yeah, I did. Like, I mean, to be fair, it was four, rent, four, um, four weekends rented, so it was a total of, I think, 15, 20 bucks for renting. <laughs> oh yeah, so you spent like eighty bucks. Like, wow. for no, 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 fifteen to twenty total. Oh wow. Oh. Uh. And then um, spent eighty bucks on the actual game. On the actual game. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, when you love a game that much, when you've rented it, you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, I think it's time to, you know, yeah. buy I mean, it, it. I think it's so hard to actually get a hold of it now. Like, even the speedrunning community is like, hey. Uh, we know it's hard to get a hold of, so we're accepting emulated runs in the general any percent. Oh. That's good. It's good yeah. that they, they do that. It's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you, like, anyone that emulates the game, you can still add, submit your runs and stuff. So that's always good to know. Yeah, because usually they're like, all right, well, there's a console version, there's an emulated version, or like a PC version, which is usually emulated, uh, just because of the different load times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess we just have to. I guess with regards to our thoughts of PS5 and Xbox Series X, we're not really going to know until it officially comes out, and then that's when the real battle begins. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh... But yeah. So shall we go to our conclusions? Yeah, I'm happy <clears> with that. All right, James. PS5 and an Xbox Series X. What are your thoughts? And uh, like, what what console are you going to get? first or are you going to get both it's going to be an interesting concept for both of them my money to actually win this generation is going to be the ps5 and on that note i am going to get it and i'm going to get the digital version okay you're not going to get the physical one no i think the digital version would be good for me especially if i do go away next i could just take it with me and not have to chug a lot of uh, games with me it might it might take ages to actually download the games but i'd rather have Downloadable con downloadable games on kept on my device, then because mm -hmm. uh, especially when I'm on board, especially when I'm doing my job, 
uh, my Switch that I had. If it was download all the downloadable stuff was fantastic, and I preferred it over uh, losing risk of losing the actual cartridges itself. But yeah, that's uh. But yeah, PS5 definitely for me, and I'm looking forward to when the PS5 comes out because that is going to be the one I go for. Fair enough, Asma, your thoughts? Uh, well, uh, I'm definitely getting the PS5, and I've actually already pre-ordered it. I lucked out on that. Oh, well done. So, I Which managed one did to you get physical, or digital? the physical, the physical nice. copy. Nice, nice. Um, and the fun- actually, that's a funny story in and of itself. But uh, I just kind of stumbled upon it on Amazon without realizing they had released it. <laughs> You're like, oh, shifty eyes. Pre-order. I was like, oh yeah, they're releasing tomorrow. Let's see if they have a placeholder so I can just refresh it at midnight. Go on. Oh look, pre-order done. I'm good. It's simple. <laughs> out the way. Done. Finished. Don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely getting the PS5. I'm not bothering with the Xbox because, again, I can get everything on my PC, and my PC is a gaming PC, so. Okay, so that's Fair so that is two, two nil PS5. Addy, are we doing the clean sweep? My money is going to be on the Google Stadia. Wait, what? Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, sod that. Um, I yeah, will kick you good. off the stream. <laughs> hey, wait, I'm the co-host. What are you talking about? You can't kick me out. Uh, welcome back to the Tally Ho Show with uh, Asmodan and James. I think that's wow. I think that's got a good thing to it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, Asmo, with Asmo and James. There you go. And I've been replaced after 16 episodes. It's finally happened. I've been replaced. It's 15 episodes <laughs> too long, damn it. Uh, uh, <laughs> God damn. Wow. Wow. You absolute son of a... Bleep. <laughs> oh, God, sorry, sorry. Do I say that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you absolute son of a. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks. No worries. Yeah. Great. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Kippy's like, you're telling me you're not getting the, a virtual boy? No, no. Well, maybe one day I'll get the virtual boy. Have you seen the prices on that? Holy crap. But yeah, no. Uh, both consoles look very much interesting to say the least. You know, I'm probably going to get both, but I'm not going to get both like them straight away. I think the first console I will get is going to be the PS5. Hey, um, clean sweep. I'll pop, clean sweep. I'll probably get the, the physical version because, again, I like to get the physical copies of the games. I, I think both consoles are going to be... It's going to be interesting to see. Like, we have some information. We're just going to wait until... They're coming out next month, right? Yeah, November. Yeah. Um, or the PS5 is coming out. But... It'll be interesting to see what more information is going to come out, what new games are going to be coming out, um, exclusives, all of that stuff, and as say special editions, how they're going to think. And then when the consoles come out, how are they going to market when it comes to like adding on extra stuff, updates, all of that? It's just going to be interesting. Like again, it's kind of a fifty-fifty between the gaming communities to see which one's going to be like the better console. Um, my money for for winning the console generation for this year will probably be PS5, like, again, clean sweep. And I'm going to get the PS5 first. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go in the, in the future when these when these consoles come out next month. Yeah, that should be pretty good. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the clean sweep for the PS5. Every single one of us thinks <clears> the <throat> PS5 is going to take the victory. But... What about you? What do you guys think? Do you agree with our list? Do you believe that the PlayStation 5 is going to be the best one? Or do you think Xbox will pull off a surprise victory and will rip the PS5 to shreds? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Okay, so that's our first topic down for tonight. We hope you guys are thoroughly enjoying the show so far amid the uh, 
cock-up we had at the beginning. But um, if you guys we want to... We don't talk about that. No, we and don't. if you're listening no, to the podcast, what cock-up? Exactly. There's no cock-up at all. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hope you guys <clears> are enjoying <throat> it. Uh, don't forget as well that we are going to do some little plug time as well. So if you guys have been enjoying uh, the parts of my co-host, The British Andy, and our guest, the Asmodan himself, be sure to check out their following their Twitch TV channels and their Twitter accounts as well. So be sure to Aww. keep them up as well, because as you know, if they're if I'm having a good time enjoying it, you know they've got to be some good people. But you guys don't really give a damn about what I'm talking about. You rather we got on to the music. Is that correct? Yeah, let's play some tunes. Yeah, let's get some tunes down <clears> on us. So the first time the first tunes are actually going to be my tunes. And I've got some fantastic ones for you guys. So stick around, get yourself a nice brew, and we'll be back momentarily as we start off from Sonic Heroes. This is the Egg Fleet. And you are listening to the Tally Ho Show with me, James. Me, Andy. And our special yeah. guest... Asmodan. <laughs> beautiful, um, beautiful. Absolutely spiffing. Okay, and we will be back momentarily. There are three things you can do to obtain a happy, healthy life. Eat your five fruit and veg a day, explore the world, and listen to the Tally Ho Show podcast with Andy and James. The first two are optional.
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Tally Ho Show. So, what we had there was Egg Fleet from Sonic Heroes. And we finally had Liftoff from the game Subnautica. Welcome back to the Tally Ho Show. We hope you guys are enjoying yourself so far. Now, we move on to the next part of our fantastic stream. We are actually going on to what's known as Andy's Great Adventure. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. This is yeah, gonna be... so what we had last week, in case you, you tune in, if you missed it, pretty much we had James's Great Adventure, and uh, now we've got my Great Adventure. Do, do you want to explain what the heck we're doing, James? Okay. What, what this is all about? For yep. anyone that's new, it's like, what the hell is this Great Adventure? Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, essentially what we're doing is uh, both me and Andy have got our own separate um, role-playing game uh, that we go through. So, it'll do myself one week and then we do Andy the next week and essentially what happens is we go through the entire books and we see if we can make it to the end or we die that's essentially it it's good fun and we thoroughly enjoy it but this time because we have Nick joining us for this one Asmodan we uh, Andy will be able to use Asmodan's secret weapon so Asmodan we'd like to explain to everybody what your secret weapon is for Andy to assist him on this journey it's more like a curse, honestly. I know, that's uh, why I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so essentially, with the history of me trolling Andy so much, my ability is the ability to make Andy do the opposite choice. <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. So essentially, Andy can make any choice he wants during this uh, entire time. But if he does, if, uh, if Asmodan doesn't like what he's chosen, he can use his special effect and send Andy the complete opposite direction. Oh god. <laughs> That's all Don't I got. Don't worry, Andy. I will be nice. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so looking forward to this right now. This is going to be amazing. So, James, uh, James inside, he's just like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm excellent. so looking forward to this. But it is, it is mine. He's like, yes. Good. Do it. Do it. Suffer. Suffer the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, did you want to tell it? Do you want to give a disclaimer about your adventure that we, you just said like okay. 20 seconds before we went live? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so just a heads up. D during this, we did this last year, so we had no idea that this everything that was happening this year was going to happen in the books. So for those of you who haven't actually heard this before, what I'll do is I'll give you the brief uh, synopsis of what's happened. The deadline, the dateline was the 21st of July 2022. The morning of the 21st of July 2022 had started just like any other. It was going to be a hot day and users on the Holovision was good. The three day working week was now the norm. And England was to play the United States in the football football World Cup final in Sydney. Again, no, that does not make sense. <laughs> yeah, already that already the story doesn't make sense at all. Later that day, and I shit you not, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it says right here. Later that day, an unknown disease broke out in New York and spread with such devastating speed and fatality that before the government scientists realized what was happening, half the population was dead. Four days after the outbreak, 85% of the world's population were dead. Communications, essential services, transport, and administration have broken down completely. Most survivors don't know where they lived and didn't know how to go on living. Brute force became the law. Riots, looting, destruction, and drunkenness 
were a commonplace. People would even kill for a can of beans. They are pretty good beans, so I grant them that. Are they Six... better than Heinz baked beans? No, definitely not better than Heinz. Oh, okay. Six months after the disaster, there remained two kinds of people. Those who wanted order again, and those who reveled in the disorder. You are one of the lucky survivors living in the fortress town which has been named New Hope. You are working on the design of an early warning system to protect the town. But you have been told that you need to go out and get some uh, devices. Being offered 10,000 litres of this rare commodity for petrol is too good an opportunity to miss, especially as there are surplus socks of grain and seed. The council has agreed to deal and are looking to look forward to someone to undertake the journey to San Angelo to deliver the sacks and drive the petrol tanker back to New Hope. It will be a long and dangerous journey through lawless country. The two men tell you that they think you are the best trained person to undertake such a mission. I'm not sure why they think Andy is, but hey, what do I know? They're, they're, all the others have like perished, so I'm the only one. Yeah, but they're, are... trying to, they're, trying, they're trying to boost me up. You're the you're our only hope. Is he really? Well, the other people are like, you know. Is there anyone else we can send? No? Ah, oh, shit. Alright, nope. fair enough. <laughs> you're our only hope. <laughs> He's like, you're our only hope. Alright, he's gone. Alright, next! Alright, <laughs> That's exactly that. So, exactly that. as we left... So, sorry, as we left... Um, as we left our previous journey, Andy had managed to take him down an outlaw by just the skin of his teeth. But now, his journey continues. Will he be successful? Or will he not? We're about just to, to find out. Just to let you guys know that we started doing a season two happened last year, 2019. So <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that that were re now you read through that again. It's like, oh my god, that book is surprisingly bloody accurate. It's it was close to the year 2022. So it's two years. We're a little bit two years early of it. <laughs> Pandemic. Oh my god. It's terrifying to think as well where this book was made. Not that was made a long time ago as well. What, what year was that book made? I think it was. We'll find the right date for it. Um, I can't see the book. I can't see the date anywhere. I'm sure someone will go oh, online okay. and look for it. What? Who, who is the name of the person that made the book? Ian Livingston. Ian Livingston? You you get. <laughs> <laughs> we should have listened to you by reading this adventure book years we, ago. <laughs> we should have done. Uh, okay. I mean, there... There's even a YouTube video that like predicts almost right down to the even the symptoms of COVID that was released in uh, November last year. Oh my god. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. Let's see, Edge says, in 2022, VR took off and a madman trapped 4,000 in a game. <laughs> that bastard! I knew we were trapped somewhere! Oh my god. Alright, let's do it. Let's get on with the adventure. Okay, so first off, Andy, are you ready? Well, I was until you told me what the freaking special ability I've got this time around is. <laughs> now I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, not much point me. There's one point for me thinking this is going to change. Asma, Dad, are you ready? Yes, I'm very much ready to help Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like In that case, then. Andy, Nick, good luck. May the odds be in your favour. And let's play Andy's Great Adventure.
had to do the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire sound. You are damn goddamn right I'm going to do that. Oh, God. Now, let's Hello, and dance. welcome to Andy's Great Adventure, Who Wants to Be Not Dead. <laughs> who wants to be on this adventure? Yeah, who wants to be in this adventure? Absolutely. So, um, Andy, you decide to take the Outlaw's Magnum, as it is a deadlier weapon than your own revolver. You turn the ignition key and the engine roars into life. Soon, you are travelling south again at high speed. And we now move on to the next one. Right. As the morning wears on, it becomes very hot, and the further south you travel, you notice a change in the vegetation. The overgrown fields turn into scrubland, and you won't be long before you are driving across the desert. A few miles further down the road, you arrive at a major junction. Do you want to turn left and head east, or do you want to keep driving south? Hmm, okay. Major Junction, turn east or head south. I mean, usually when I've been doing detours and stuff, I mean, we always find stuff, uh, but usually other things, bad things usually come about. So maybe I should turn south. What do you think, Asmo? Because even though it's like you have that special ability, we do also have to talk it out to decide what works best. I mean, I don't know much about uh, uh, what's going on in this book, so I don't have much... But I mean, if you if, a detour is always good if you get extra stuff. Just need mm. to play it right. Yeah, but uh, every time I've always done that, it's always become a predicament. So you know, I for mean, this... it's a risk reward. Yeah, I mean, I think in the last parts, I got fuel. I filled up the car. The tank is good. We've got supplies to last me. I'm just gonna go south. Let's just keep going. There we go. So we're heading south. Hi Salem, I missed hey, a Salem. lot while I was asleep, just wanted to hop in and say hi. No worries, welcome to the show. Yeah, just in time for Andy's great adventure. Ooh. Let's see what happens from here. Leading off the road on your right is a rough road, which is marked with several sets of tyre tracks. Tracks look as if they were made quite recently. Do you want to drive down the rough road, or would you rather stay on course for San Anglo? Oh, I've got to keep going to San Anglo. Like... I'm not so, you know, yeah, I mean, I've dealt with, you know, ruffians so far. It's like, now I've got to get going before, you know, the sun sets and the time runs out. So I think I've, I've just got to keep keep going. Okay, so you're going to keep going, are you? I'm going to keep going, yep. Going to stay on course for San Anglo. I gotta go to San Anglo. That's the number one hit in 2022 uh, on the world, just so you know. Here we go. In, in America, <laughs> America's top 40 chance. <laughs> you flash past a handwritten sign which reads, Pete, may engine sweet. One mile to the left. You slow down. Oh, Christ, Pete's here? Pete's <laughs> here. Oh, oh, God, Titan's Creed. Does he have a, <laughs> he have a mechanic store? Oh, God. <laughs> the times were hard for him. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you slow down as you approach a stone building with a uh, corrugated iron workshop attached to it, which has the words Spark Plug Pete painted on billboard on top of the roof. Sorry, what did you just say? Spark Plug Pete. 
I thought you said com something completely different. What did you think? What you did you said? think I said? I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna leave it. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You said it now. I ain't continuing until you tell us what you thought I said. Uh, I thought you said butt plug peeps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? I was like, okay, I knew Pete was on uh, hard times, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, my way concern Christ. is why Addy was thinking of butt plugs at the time, ladies and gentlemen. Because I thought that's what you said, and then you uh -huh. said spark plug, and I'm just like, oh, God, why? Mind, please. Oh, dear. GDI <laughs> British fan, you made me joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Andy, the serious question is Magic Cart faster than a butt plug? Yes, if you don't know what that means, it's from one of my, it was from my fifth annual stream anniversary stream. Watch watch the Pokemon Stadium blindfold <laughs> run from that, and you'll know what I, what we're talking about. But <laughs> I don't know. It's best. <laughs> As what Kev said, last minute continue, it's like, is Magic Cart faster than Butt Plug? Well, the answer to that <laughs> is duplication, that's what he said. <laughs> but my god. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Yes, Spark Plug Pete. Good <laughs> there, are a few cars, there are a few cars parked in the forecourt. As you come to a halt, a thin, pale man appears from the workshop, wearing an oily blue mechanics overall and a baseball cap. He waves and says, nice car. Pretty fast, I guess. Bananas fast as old Pete can make it. If you are interested, I like payment in credits and goods. I'll do a good job for you. If you wish to stop and let the mechanic modify your engine, or would you rather refuse his offer politely and continue your journey? Well, I mean, guy's on hard times, right? and he's all by himself. Do I have enough credits to, you know, get my get my trap modified or anything like that? Well, I say you got enough credits. You know, the old girl, can you rudely refuse his offer? Yeah, that's a good question, Waterproof. Can I rudely refuse his offer? Get fucked! Unfortunately, you can't. That's to say, no, you refuse his offer politely. But it can't be no, 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 sort no, of no. like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Well, you know what? The old girl does need a tune-up, uh, I think. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah, well, 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 you know, he's running a business. I don't want him to go out of business with all everything that's going on. You gotta help. You gotta help the workers. Help the workers live. Have let them have food on the table and everything. Completely incapable of being rude to this gent. <laughs> <laughs> this story is BS. Is it Salem? It doesn't, it doesn't know Pete. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. If this was a Pete we knew, he'd be like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? All right? I can spruce that up. If you don't want that spruced up, fuck off. <laughs> That's exactly what he would say. Okay, so... That's my impression of So I'm going to ask him, yes, tune up my car and I'll give you stuff. Okay. You drive on to Pete's forecourt and park the interceptor outside the workshop. Pete quickly examines the engine and says the acceleration of the interceptor could be improved by the addition of a supercharger. He tells you that the cost of this will be 100 credits plus some medicine. So, do you want to give him 100 credits and some medicine? Which, may, by the way, would make you down to one medicine remaining. Oh, no, about two packs of medicine he wants. So you'll be down to no medicine. Oh, you're kidding me. That's the ink. So you can give him 100 credits mm. and all your medicine to tune up your car or decline this offer and carry on south. 
Ooh. And then supercharge would be good because then I could get away from people. Like if someone tries to chase me, I could just go <laughs> and then just escape. And I could get to Sangangla much quicker. Salem says, tune up the car in exchange for 15 minutes head start in the next last race, right? <laughs> yes, yes, Salem. Um, That's a toughie because medicine's very important, but maybe I might be able to find medicine along the way again. We've got to politely refuse to just refuse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, waterproof, that's exactly that. Nah, you know what? No, we know oh, what the price oh. is now. We can outright fucking refuse them. Someone's getting irritated. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take the risk. That's fine. You know, like, I feel sorry for Pete. I really do. So I'll give him a hundred credits and I'll give him the two medicines. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was what <laughs> Asmo wanted me to have anyway. Okay, so you're gonna get the you're gonna get the supercharger, are you? Yeah, I'm a dip for the ballroom hype, have a good one. Alright, Salem, take care, enjoy um Take care of yourself, Strictly come dancing. Take care. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try waterproof things. Uh, yes, I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it. You settle down to relax in the shade while Pete busily sets to work on the engine. He taps and bangs away, whistling happily. You drift in and out of light sleep. Two hours later, he slams down the reinforced engine cover and says, Okay, she's ready to roll. After giving Pete the 100 credits and two packs of medicine supplies, you start up the interceptor and accelerate away as fast as possible. You can feel the extra acceleration in your back and smile competently. Peter's done a good job. Yay. Happy days. That's it. Paid off in the end. Yeah, it really has. Well done. I mean, I'm going to have to find medicine now, so well, we'll just go out and see. That's and sweet. hopefully before an in the next encounter... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Hopefully. It is not long before the green vegetation gives way to a more barren terrain, with tufts of dried grass dotted on top of the stony brown earth. You soon arrive at the edge of the desert, where the road is joined by another main road leading east. You want to turn left, or would you rather keep going south? So, San Anglo is still south, right? Yep, San Anglo is still south. Okay. I think in this part, I'm going to have to, I think I might have to detour it. Specifically, mainly to see if there's anything that I can find. But it's kind of just like, do I just still just keep going south? Because, you know, just keep going. But then it's like, if I get, you know, if I get an encounter where while still driving down, that might not be a good thing so i think maybe going just left and keep just go east this time just to see if there's anything that i can grab would be a good thing or proves like good thing you weren't rude and then yeah good thing i wasn't thank goodness for that <laughs> take my credit for medicine for a good tune up on the car i think i'm gonna go east this time we'll just go east and um let's see if we can find something uh, as a detour okay so you so you want to turn east then Turning east. We're going to make it interesting. Okay, then. We are turning east. You drive along the edge of the desert for about 80 kilometers until you arrive at a major intersection. The road ahead is blocked with abandoned cars, so you decide to turn right and head south again. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> so you just had to do it regardless. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry, Hasbro. <laughs> you can't make the decision. <laughs> Not just yet, anyway. Okay, well, we still go down south. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, the kilometers roll by. The petrol gauge drops relentlessly down until it registers empty again. Now, are we carrying a full can of petrol but inside the acceptor? Fill me up! Nope, they fill you up at all! What a bastard! <laughs> I mean, you didn't pay him for, for a fill up, you paid him to work on your. Um... That is a fair point, actually. That is a fair point. Give me a complimentary fill up, still. Come on! Mm. Pete! There's, there's no complimentary fill ups now when civilization is actually in full swing. You think at when civilization has collapsed, they're going to give you complimentary Phillips? Yes. Because I feel like people would be much nicer. <laughs> hey, I got a bridge to sell you. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Sure, let me take it and I'll burn it. How's that? <laughs> oh, unfortunately it was your house, but okay, burn it. Said bridge. <laughs> yeah, you can burn take a bridge, bridge and put it over, put it over uh, a river and it becomes a bridge. Uh, yeah, okay. I know that. Right. This not bit's, that dumb. This I mean, I'm dumb, great. but I'm not that dumb. Anyway. <laughs> this is this bit's interesting now. Okay. Now, we basically need to make sure you've got a full can of petrol inside the interceptor. A full can of petrol. So, what we're going to do is... We're going to do... A random dice generator. Uh -oh. We're going to roll two dices. Okay. Okay, the first dice... Will basically be what you've got to be, what your score is. The second one will be the one to say if you have or haven't got it. If you are higher, okay. you got, you have it. You have the petrol. If you go lower, you don't have the petrol. Are you ready? Uh, go on then. Do it. Okay. Here we go. First roll of the dice. Wait, wait. What should be a six? Oh. Okay, so I've got your score. All I'm right. going to I'm going to throw the dice again and let's have a look. I see. How interesting. Oh for God's sake. <laughs> the final scores were On the doors. The luck was seven. And Andy's score was Sorry, time is up. We're gonna have to find out in the next one at the end oh, of this stream. Absolute beer! What a cliffhanger! Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> so you currently have you have to beat a seven, Andy. You have to beat a seven, and we're gonna have to wait until the end of the show to find out if I've got fuel to keep going. But if he hasn't, oh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see and find out. God, man, that was a that was a cliffhanger and a half. <laughs> well, why not, eh? Yeah, why not? Why not? Got to do it, right? Got to do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, seeing as Edge is like, he has to beat Cloud Poggers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just die instantly. Just die instantly. Or fail instantly. Yeah. So we had My Great Adventure Part. 
five. Yes, part five, because we uh, we keep it on doing this for the past of the season. So part six will be coming up after Asmo's topic, which will be later on in the show. But for right now, <clears throat> we're going to play some more music. Absolutely. That's a good idea. So, um, considering this was my choice, it was my choice previously, Addy, it's now time for your choice. So, do you want to explain to everyone yeah. what your choice is? Yeah, so we got we got a couple of good choices. We've got one song coming from uh, Spider-Man, the 2000 game uh, that was on the PS1 back in the day, which uh, I think is a catchy tune, catchy beat tune. But we're going to kick things off with uh, Metropolis Street Racer, which is an absolute amazing racing game on the Dreamcast. Music conducted by Richard Jakes. And for this song, holding on with the vocals of the wonderful TJ Davis. So yes, that's what we're going to listen to first, Metropolis Street Racer, holding on. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Tally Ho Show with me, James. Me, Andy. And me, Asmo. And enjoy these fantastic tunes, and we'll be back in just a moment. Andy and James are trained professionals. Do not attempt anything you hear in the Tally Ho Show by yourself.
And welcome back everyone to the Tally Ho Show. Hopefully you enjoyed those uh, two tunes right there, what we just had on Spider-Man 2000, that was Catch Venom. Did you know Venom? Venom, the movie that came out, looked pretty dope as heck. And we might be getting a new Venom movie, which is pretty sick. That's I the hope case. so, because it know. was pretty damn awesome. Yeah, well, with the ending as well in the first Venom, you're just like, ooh, there's probably going to be a second one. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, just for baby, just play a bit of, uh, play, you know, Catch Venom from Spider-Man 2000. Also, Spider-Man 2000 was such a good game on the PlayStation. And then for Metropolis Street Racer was holding on. Yes, indeed. So now we're coming on to the second topic of today, and that is uh, James's topic. So, James, what have we got for this week? So, my topic is basically a little bit of imagination involved by everybody, either us three or those of you who are currently in the chat as we speak. Now, we've all seen fantastic um, devices, creations made within games. And some of those we think, you turn around and you think, you know what, how awesome would it be to have that in real life? Just to see what you could do with it. Like, imagine what you could do if you had the Triforce in your hand. Or imagine if you could have the... Um, the massive chainsaw gun from Gears of War. All those sort of things. And I don't really want to know what you would do with the massive chain gun from Gears of War, but that's your entire opinion. So, my question for today's stream is quite simply put, gaming in, gaming in ties in real life. Yay! So what items would you love to have? And nay, what items would you want to avoid like the plague if it came into this world? And for that, ladies and gentlemen, I am first going to open up the floor, not only to you brilliant and fantastic people in the chat, but also to Mr. British Andy. So, Andy, gaming items in real life, what gives you a big yay and what gives you a big nay? Well, for a big yay, I would say Mario's plunger. Uh, no. <laughs> Mario's plunger? I don't want to know what's on. Wants to, he wants Mario to plunge him. <laughs> That's exactly all I thought it was going to be for. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, you, Mario, you know you know when Mario does like the, the, the jump step skip on like the stairs skip on Mario 64? Mm-hmm. Do you know what And you just hear him go, Yahoo, yeah, Yahoo. Is that him when he's like got a plunger and he's trying to like, you know, clean, he's trying to help like some people when he's doing his plumbing job. He's like, Okie dokie. One sec, I'm gonna have to shut the door. It's gonna be barely loud. Well, it's gonna be loud plunging. No, 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 no. Just go that way. Yahoo, yay, Yahoo. Okay, got it out. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Maybe that? I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, sorry. That's, this is all I could come up with for this one. Oh, God. What the oh, hell, yeah. Andy? I don't know. I just, just, pra I just practice make perfect when doing, doing that. Glitch. No, 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 no. Glitch not a glitch. Game. I wonder why you use Mario's plunger and make that no sound. That is, yeah, we are massively skipping past the actual. We're skipping past what the main issue with that statement was, Andy. Oh, well, I just love to do that voice. No, it's the fact you're getting fisted by a plunger by Mario. That's the main thing we want to know. I wouldn't even say anything like that. That's Christ. what was implied. No. Andy likes Mario to plunge and go really fast. Got it. <laughs> and the sound effect of Mario plunging someone is Yahoo! Yahoo! All done! It's out! 
unclogging a toilet for Christ's sake. <laughs> that, I mean, that was that's anything! That's what the kids call it these days. <laughs> that was uh, anything but a toilet, mate. That was not a toilet. You knew exactly oh. what you were saying. Because <laughs> Mario's a anyway, freak. Okay, that joke just went way. I just, I, oh, I, I just. Freak. <laughs> Here's me, bloody, just like trying to make a joke, and these gits decide to crease it all the way up to eleven. <laughs> so it's just like I'm so glad everyone in my house can't can hear this. Everyone in my house can hear this. <laughs> in that, uh, in that case, Ed. You can do the. You can actually. Your household can give the deciding vote. Did Andy mean that in a sexual way or a plumbing way? <laughs> a plumbing way. <laughs> damn it! Come on. <laughs> and what did you really expect with this joke? You know me very well, and that I tend to go in that direction. Same I was hoping here, you Andy. maybe wouldn't even gonna do it, but you did. Okay. That was same All with right. me, Andy. That's a rookie error. You know this. I think he may have miscalculated this. <laughs> yes, 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 I did. Yes, yes, I made a mistake. Anyway, gaming items. Um, for one item, I think I'll be. I would love to have maybe a pot for Mario's plunger. A parrot pot for Mario's plunger. <laughs> now that's become a big nay. <laughs> um, would have to be a chaos emerald from the Sonic the Hedgehog. What? What number uh, seven? I mean, have my <coughs> have one of them, you know, keep it like you know as a nice collectible item. And if I find the others, then great. If I find all seven, then it's like I can keep them in, in like a collection, and no one will be able to use them for powers for good or bad. You know, it'll be protected. Except for you. I come over to your place. Hey, you know what? You know what <laughs> I would do. Hey, he wants the damn full of chaos emeralds. Yeah. You know what I would do? I would grab all seven chaos emeralds and stick them on the light. And so when I turn on the light, it just like it just shines out all these magical colours. You see, it'll be it'll it'll be a very yeah. I'd I'd do that. Yeah, that's just what I have. I'll have the chaos emeralds and I'll put it and I'll put it on top of like lighting and stuff, and it will just shine out nice beautiful colours. I love the fact yeah. that ancient power chaos ancient power the chaos emeralds magic turns yourself into a super saiyan and you want to use it for lighting. For decorations, yes. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Uh, many things, actually. But um, I don't think we've got enough time to go into it all. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I think, like, Chaos Emeralds would be good. Like, a little, nice little decoration item. But then if, like, stuff goes on and bad things are happening, I'm like, well, time to use them. <coughs> and then I'll use them for good. And then I'll be like, okay, time to go on the hunt and search them for them again. It always adds on to, like, say, the challenge. You know, you find them keep them and then when you need to use them go find them again it's like a little scavenger hunt fine <laughs> with that um items that i would say nay mario's plunger um no, no, not what the way you've been making it sound like <laughs> anyway uh... <laughs> is that mario you that's what concerns me it's about shut up oh. mario on him <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> right, this is getting too much now. All right. All right. All okay, right. okay. 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 Moving on. Try, let, let's keep. Let's keep it relatively clean. Um, I think we got rid of that after the first section, but yeah. Go I ahead. think we did. This is a definite explicit podcast for this episode. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, items that I would say nay for. 
don't know. It's kind of, kind of curious. It's interesting when you think about it, especially with this quote, especially with this topic. Um, hmm. I think can 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 food be an item? You know, the food where you. Let's say Castlevania or any other type of like platformer or Metroidvania game where you if it exists, like break a break break if open it a barrel. Video game that counts as an item. Okay, breaking open barrels in like platforming or Metroidvania type games, and there's like a chicken or there's food that just comes out randomly out of an enemy or something like that, and you pick it up. Now that that can that won't go into my stomach. That will get in the freaking bin. <laughs> like. You know, like the hero protagonists eating food that have come out of like specific items in a game or an enemy. You think maybe you should try and wash that first before you eat it? Like, like you know, hygiene people. Because there was, oh, what was it? Was it's it like um, it'd be like if someone um, gets killed in real life and they just explode. All their own mages is like chicken pizzas or. You yeah. Why did why did you drop chicken? <laughs> yeah. Why did you drop chicken? This is this is kind of concerning in a way. Was it was I, it a chicken? I mean, Hannibal probably sees it as uh, a delicacy. Um, a delicacy. Yeah. But I ain't Hannibal though. That's the thing. <laughs> but it's kind of just like I remember. What was it? Was it Rooster Teeth or it was it was another big gaming group. Um, couple of the guys woke up two of the other dudes from the group and were like hey wake up you got to do a challenge and the challenge was they they woke up and they see this feast of food like so all this food and they're like oh my god like yeah you just got to eat this food they're like okay cool and they did like but there's a catch whilst they're eating it they're like this is a weird they're like there was like chicken there was fruit there was ham there was like all this stuff so they were eating it oh hi Jinjos, how you doing hope you're well welcome to the show raw and um, like pretty much like they're going, oh, this this food has like a weird aftertaste or it just tastes not really like it tastes off. <laughs> and they're like, the guys that made this plan, like, yeah, there's a challenge to that. All this food here is what would what would have probably tasted or smelt like in the video games. So like Castlevania, like coming out of a barrel or coming out of like specific things in games. Like, you know, the food's been left there for days. <laughs> and you just pick it up. And it's like, they're like, your challenge is you've got to eat all of this. And the person that gives up loses. And they're like, oh my God. So they eat all this food, which looks great. Like as when you look at it, but it's just, it just apparently tasted and smells horrible. And it's like, yeah, I can totally understand that 100%. Because Jesus Christ, if that was the case, I wouldn't eat that. Throw that in the bin if it smells off or tastes off. But, oh, disgusting! So that's my uh, that's my gaming items for Nay. So yay, Chaos Emeralds, so I can use them for decorations. And Nay, uh, food that you find like randomly in barrels or <laughs> just anywhere, any items, or even coming out of enemies in a video game, just doesn't does no. That would just that's disgusting. <laughs> I just got home from work. I'm glad I made it and it's not over. Also, I'm a, I'm a vent for a minute. All right. Welcome to the Enjoy venting. being suspicious. Enjoy being suspicious. <laughs> so that's me. That's me on that. Fair enough. Okay. So that's pretty. That's well, a lot more than I thought it was going to. Uh, what did you? Um, what do you think, though? Uh, Asmo. 
Oh, for what I would like in real life and what I wouldn't? Yeah. Um, for what I'd like in uh, real life would be the moonstones from Skies of Arcadia. So in Skies of Arcadia, there's six moons that are easily uh, shown, and they're each imbued with a different element. Mm -hmm. uh, so like the red moon stones actually produce heat. So, and like the technologies that's based around them and all, they also actually end up causing things to float in the sky. So it comes across where there's these giant flying metal space, or not spaceships, but like boats, essentially. Yeah. Everything runs off of boats. And like these things are not only just uh, used for simple things like, um, like I said, the red moonstones are able to um, like cook stuff. But there's also, um, like, the yellow ones produce um, electricity. The purple produce ice so uh, or cold. So you, you're able to do refrigeration, actual power, and uh, all of them in general can be used as fuel in an engine. And they're so commonplace that it opens it up to so many different possibilities. Yeah. And... Uh, like, just the generalized idea of what society could move using that would be amazing. Okay, then. So, you know, basically, you use the moonstones to help out, essentially, the whole community. Yeah, like, the general, like, basically, quality of life improvement. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Well, we'd be worried about people trying to use and abuse that, though. I mean, it's it would be the same as people using and abusing knives or gas or cars or guns. Right? Yeah. Though I think it would be a lot less problematic than a gun, for example, just due to the fact that it's not exactly easy to... Like, there's no easily seen gun in the game. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I understand that. Um, and then the item I would not want to see in real life? The T-Virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. That there. is That's an extremely very, good point. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yes, good idea. We're already dealing with one virus. I don't want another one. <laughs> but we get zombies out of it. Yeah. We don't want zombies out of it. Yeah, I do. I need target practice. Oh, I'll, I'll put it this way. The problem with the T-Virus is not the fact that the zombies are dangerous inherently. It's that they're... If you think of how stupid the average person is, and then you realize how uh, that half of the world's population is stupider than that, I am very concerned that when the T-Virus comes up, it would literally be worse than how Resident Evil <laughs> ended up. <laughs> and she just is like, guys, don't jinx it, please. <laughs> uh, there you go. Who yeah, had the I, team virus I, for October? Uh, anyone in... Nah, man. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, if the T-Virus were to happen in this day and age... The whole world will be completely screwed <laughs> because government, world governments will just not do anything in order to fix it. Yeah. So what they do might not. Like we yeah. we we know right now that governments have done have failed 
in the terms of COVID-19. Like, and they're just slowly get things getting back up. But when they slowly get back up, you have to put it back down for like lockdowns and stuff because it just gets worse. They're, it's failing hard. So like if a T-virus happened, we, we'd all be dead. We'd all be dead because freaking governments suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not even the like full government's fault in some aspects because hmm. it's also the general populace that's also partially at fault. Because well, the fact of the matter is, they're like, hey, wear your masks. Don't wash your hands. Wash your hands and don't be in large groups so close together, especially when you haven't done the other two. And you look around and you go, hey, look, there's a group of 10 that have no masks that are like within spitting distance of each other. Yeah. Because people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they did say. He did say that the greatest weapon was common sense. It's a shame that some people uh, don't actually have access to that weapon. No, well, no, because the like great, greatest, weapon, greatest weapon is common sense. But, you know, if, if the right mind has it, then use it for good. If, if the wrong mind has it, then you just, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to always put it as common sense. So rare, it's a superpower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's so true. It's so true. Common sense, so rare, it's a superpower. Edge says, by liege, we don't need zombies because zombie guru Majima would destroy us all. <laughs> very true. It was like, dude, I don't social I don't social distance at work. I'm very close to people. Well, as long as you're like, well, yeah, because you work at McDonald's. So as long as you're wearing like a mask and gloves, you'll, you'll be okay. Like, and as long as someone there does not have the virus at work, because if they have the virus and they're cooking burgers, oh my god. There's your tea oh virus right god. there. That yeah. that will just shut down the restaurant straight away. McDonald's and COVID, the generation of the tea virus. <laughs> I'm eating you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Oh Christ! <laughs> Somebody oh. get that to McDonald's right now. <laughs> get just... no, 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 no. You'll get you'll get blocked by them if you give them that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Probably banned from every Nintendo McDonald's restaurant in existence. It'd be a good like, way to go uh, out, though. Yeah, good way to go out. It's like, eh, I like Burger King anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We wear masks though. That's good, Jindal. That's good to hear. Okay. So that, that's Asmo's picks. What about you, James? I'm surprised no one has said that one the device that they want to have in real life is the portal gun. Can you imagine yeah. all the places you could go to with that portal? I mean, fair enough, you have to get there first and fire it. But just imagine you're upstairs, just relaxing, and you think, you know what, I need a drink. And you've got a portal straight away. So your orange one goes wherever you want it to. But you just fire the blue one. And then just go in. Open the fridge. And get your drink. Or if there's certain places in the world that you really want to go to. Uh, you want to go back to. You just go. Hmm. I know. Orange portal there. And then every time you want to go back to it. Oh, blue portal. And through it. Uh... I do have actually a little bit of lore for the portal gun, which would actually cause a problem with that. Yeah. So the re the way that if you actually go look into a lot of the portal lore in there, actually what it says is 
Uh, the portals are only stable when used on a service uh, surface that is That's coated true. in moon, moon dust. dust. Yeah. And moon dust is so hard to come by and so expensive to get. As, I'm sure you'd be able to find some place to do it. Just go to NASA. They bring down moon rocks all the time. Yeah, but the moon rock, uh, I think a moon rock that's like an inch in diameter is something along the lines of a few thousand dollars. Oh, it's fine. Just pull, just scratch it to begin with, then pour yourself into it and nick some more. <laughs> You're giving me your problems, I'm giving you solutions here. <laughs> But then again, it would also be good. It'd also be a good thing because you get those people who are like um, the Flat Earth Society, for example. We know the Earth is round, and we know this has been a stated fact for years and years and years and years. But you get people who are now coming up and saying, "No, I believe the world is flat for these reasons." Pull a gun to the moon. Pull a gun below him. There you go. He falls through. Right. See the moon. See if the Earth is flat now. Yeah, but that would also kill him very quickly. Well then, yeah. Well then, you pull the blue portal somewhere else and you hide the evidence. <laughs> they're they're never gonna have a body unless they go into space. Very good point. <laughs> uh, edge, edge, edge is part of the cone, the cone Earth shaped society because the world is cone shaped. He says. Well, obviously it's cone shaped. I mean, we all know that. I thought it was a. I thought it was more of a cube. I think it's pear shaped, actually. Oh, it's pear shaped. Yeah. Uh. Oh, banana shape. I think it is. It's one of those two. And so that's that's a pretty pairing statement, if you ask me. No. Okay. Ah! I tried. Mm. Get out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, okay. I I would have the portal gun on okay. there, or <clears throat> what, was the, what was the item I wouldn't want to have? T-Bot is actually pretty good. Well, let's just, let's just go on first and use that one. But, uh, it's very true, yeah. T-Viruses would be something that I don't think nobody would want. Absolutely. Although, I would also like to have the the Ring of Power from Shadow of Mordor. Or Shadow of War, sorry. I've never played that one. I play, I haven't even gotten through the first one, even though I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, it's one of my favourite games of all the time to see Shadow of War. But he makes a second Ring of Power. It's not corruptible, but it has the power to sort of bend orcs to your will. Hmm. Hmm. So imagine just go. You can just go to just go to someone who you really be annoying or doesn't agree with you, like um, at a business meeting, and then just grab and then just grab them and then bend to my will. Right, you agree with my statement, don't you? Yes, I agree, sir. Fantastic. Right, let's build. Let's build a duck pond in a water in a waterway. Why not? There you go. I got an agreement somewhere. Blimey. I had no idea where I was going with that. I have. Well, I'm trying. I mean, that would be pretty. It would be pretty good to have. You know, they can bend people against your will. You can just be like, "Do as I say." Okay. There we go. Shine my shine my shoes. Yeah, there you go. Shine my shoes. Do my laundry. Everything. 
Oh, goodness. Uh, the one thing I probably wouldn't want in a game is... I can't think of anything I wouldn't massively want, uh, dis uh, wouldn't want in a game. I guess I wouldn't I'm want well. to, um, I guess I wouldn't want to go to another cop. I wouldn't want a copy of Sonic 06. I guess that counts. I mean, it's an, it's a, it's a real life, it's a real life item. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, can we go, Tibbs? Sonic 06, that's definitely name. Jesus. Edge says, I wouldn't want a tree branch, but I want the most powerful sword in existence. What is the most powerful sword in existence, though? Would that be the Master Sword? Would that be the Soul Calibur Sword? Um, I mean, it's hard to judge uh, the Kokari The Kokari Dagger. The Kokari Sword. You think the Master Sword's powerful? No, the Kokari Sword. Well, I, I mean, it... there... I mean, there is the uh, all the swords from Bleach because there are Bleach games, and there's a sword that will literally be able to set anything on fire and cause a inferno. Other ones to cause ice ages. So I mean, you could probably pick one from there. I could do actually, yeah. Don't say Kukiri. I mean Kukiri. Kukiri sword. Blair, my bad. Words. <laughs> Kokiri sword! Yeah, because it's more powerful than a master sword, I think. About fair nothing. Especially and if I you said, mod it. Yeah, if you if you mod it, you can make it extremely powerful. <laughs> there you mm -hmm. go. Uh, actually, I'll I tell you what I would like. I wouldn't like yeah. Gary Knight in real life I wouldn't like to have is the tail of Fall Guys. Because I guarantee that... everyone, everyone will be trying to chase you for that tail. You just wouldn't have anything. You wouldn't have any peace of mind at all. So you'd say that the, the gold tail from Fall Guys is yeah. something that you would want, not want? Definitely wouldn't want that. Because everyone will be after you trying to get that tail before time runs out. And says so the most powerful sword is the Ultima Weapon Keyblade. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Get the keyblade, the keyblade. Okay, well, I can totally, I can understand that. It's like you know, you, you have your tail. You like, you know, you wake up in the morning, like, do, 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 yeah. open the door. Everyone's like, get him! <laughs> like, oh crap! <laughs> Lock the door. <laughs> Just keeping everybody back. And then it's the yes. FBI meme of them breaking through everything. Yeah. FBI, open up. <laughs> we need that goddamn uh, tail. It's like, Jesus Christ. All that for a freaking tail. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> well, I think that's... I think that was... Yeah, I think we pretty much covered all of that. Covered all yeah. that, yeah. That's, so a short, that's a short one, I think. Yeah, nice little short one. Yeah, so shall we do our conclusions? Yep, so, Andy, gaming items in real life, yay and nay. Yeah, for yay, it would definitely be Chaos Emeralds, just so I can have as, like, decorations for my house when I get a house. It'll be very nice. Make the light, make, maybe have them in, in, put my, in my new customizable lights, and then, you know, it'll be all nice and colourful in the room. But then I can use them in case there's, like, evil doing going on and stuff, and then I can just go and uh, save the day. You can, also put them in a little, you can also put them in a little disco uh, light bulb as well. 
Exactly. See, it's they're, they're, they're good for everything. It's a good use for everything with the Chaos Emeralds. So it's like, yeah. And then if they if I use them to save the day and they go, they disappear, I just have to go on a scavenger hunt and find them because scavenger hunts are always fun. And I like that. You also need um, green sword need to activate it. Yes, true. Uh, I would always I would always have like a, a mini safe full of gold rings as well. So they're like, okay, I need to get 50 rings. I've got 50 rings. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> And then I'll be all set. Uh, but item that I would not want is food that you would find in like barrels in like platforming games, Metroidvania games, barrels, other items, you know, that have just been left there for days just for you to consume so you can regain your health. I think you lose health just by eating that because you just throw up because of how disgusting it would be. And also food coming out of enemies as well when you beat them. It just, it's just horrible. So damn dude, like <laughs> nah, just I'd rather have my food fresh and you know just cooked on the day you know or heated up you know just so it could kill off the bacteria and everything you know so that's for me chaos emeralds yay food that you find in barrels or enemies nay okay perfect okay uh aswell and for me the ones i would say yay is moonstones from skies of arcadia to boost society up and uh basically increase the quality of life for everybody in the world uh, and then for Nay, the T-Virus, which would be the destruction of society. <laughs> and for myself, <laughs> I would have the portal gun. And for Nay, I'll probably have the golden tail from Fall Guys. Because I do not want to be... I am not a good man in the morning. And I do not want to end up waking up in the morning and having to run for the life of me. Because everybody wants my tail. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there we go. That was a nice, nice, simple topic to discuss about. It's always fun. Always fun with that. Okay, so we're now going to move on to uh, the last of our music choices, which is Asmo's one. So, Asmo, what have you got in store for us today? All right, so I've picked uh, two songs. One of them is from Skies of Arcadia. It's Ramirez's theme. Uh, it, it, so this is a very dark kind of ominous type of things, which I think suits October very well. And then something a, lot, a little bit more lighthearted from the early 2000s, which is the Final Fantasy tribute Chocobo Robo Voice. That sounds fantastic. So ladies and gentlemen, stick around for those fantastic songs that are coming up. And as always, you are listening in to the Tally Ho Show with me, James. And me, Andy. And me, Asmo. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Tally Ho Show with Andy, James, and me. The voice inside your head. You really need to do the dishes at some point. You've left them at the sink for days.
and welcome back to uh, the Tally Ho Show. And with me, Asmo. Me, James. Me, man, me, Andy. Sorry, man, I can't beat you to it, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, as soon as you went back on, Asmo was like, I'm in. <laughs> Damn right. No, I wasted time uh, here for you, good sir, is there? No, probably. Yeah. Blah, blah. Talking's hard. Talking can be hard. Well, we we do have the final topic to discuss, which is yours. So, Asmo, yes. what, what the holy heck are we talking about? So we're going to be talking about game lore, gaming stories, theories, and creepypastas. Kind of just the general whole topic of deep diving into a game and the uh, what is created out of the love for those games. So, um, who would like to start on that? Well, I could start, I guess. Um, yeah, go right ahead. So, the one... Because the one, uh, I was actually thinking about this last night, like, gaming stories, laws, sort of thing, was actually what I mentioned earlier, my uh, show, the uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. And I know at the moment it's not considered... Uh, uh, according to the Lord of the Rings, it's not considered canon, which I'm a bit disappointed at. But I love the whole story that's come from it. Um, for those who have never played it before, um, there's probably been some spoiler. Uh, we, there is going to be a bit of spoiler warnings for Shadow of War. Uh, do you want me to say the spoiler? Because I know you are actually into it. As go for it. I probably forget it. Okay. <laughs> just, just as a heads up for anyone. Spoiler alert. Yep. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. It's now an effect. Spoiler alert. It's now an effect in three, two, one. Skip, skip five minutes of this, come back, yeah. and we'll, we'll be talking about something else. <laughs> so, essentially, um, the end of Shadow of War is a case of you uh, you build up your army, and you're ready to take on Sauron. But at the last minute, uh, the ring, uh, the uh, elven man, I forgot what his name is now, he actually betrays you, uh, so he finds someone else to go with instead. So you now start to... Um, the, guy, the ranger decide, is starting to die from his old injuries until he picks up the old an old ring of power that was given to Isildur when you freed him. And then you end up becoming a new ring wraith. And it actually goes through to the final, se- uh, the final scene in the story is when you accept yourself as the new ring wraith and then you take, you then walk with your brothers out to then go and search for the one ring and I think that's a pretty cool story to end because you then you what you play the game and then you look back through all of the uh, like the Lord of the Rings games or even the Lord of the Rings films and you just turn around and think could that be the ranger maybe that's the ranger that could have been the ranger and I just think that was that sort of thing which makes you think that the game after you see the game then you relook at the movies and think oh that could be actually that makes more sense and I sort of like that. That's one of my favorite gaming stories or laws. Hmm, that's actually pretty yeah. interesting. Hmm. Uh, spo- spoiler warning has now been rescinded. Yes, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, guys. If, you didn't miss if, much. If, if, if you if you went, welcome. Yeah, that was the spoiler. <laughs> We're now out of the spoiler place. Um, for me, for like gaming stories, laws, and creepy passes, you know, like there's so many good stories. That comes into like you know uh, with video games, 
Um, I'm trying to think like which, like what, like I got a creepy pasta which like creeped me the hell out. Um, one thing, and it's you know, going into the gaming stories and and lore and stuff. The one thing that really fascinates me much for a gaming franchise would be the Legend of Zelda series, and the Creepy Pasta is also a Legend of Zelda game, which we'll get into. But just seeing like you know, um, I remember what year was it? Was it two thousand and six, two thousand and seven? I found this YouTube video where this guy was talking about the actual lore of uh, of the whole franchise, and they say like you. He pretty much said that you all may consider that The Legend of Zelda, the first game on the NES, was the first ever game made in the franchise and the first in the timeline. But if you look very hard enough, like, and go through all the games from, like, Legend of Zelda to, I think it was uh, Twilight Princess, which was the, the latest game that came out when it was in 2006, 2007. Um, he said, but let's, let's go through all the story, we'll go through all the games and make the storyline and we'll get to know a bit about it. And he went into so much detail of, like, you know what's the first game in the storyline and what builds up and then you know in one of the games which would be um like i think it was ocarina of time there's yeah, the then ocarina there's the split the ocarina of time split into three separate timelines doesn't it three separate timelines and then he goes let's go into each timeline like one at a time one on each episode because he goes into like the main games and then when he goes to ocarina of time that's when the split happens and he's like okay this is how this timeline happens here, if this were to happen, or this timeline. And it's just like, me being a teenager, I'm just like, oh my god. Because here's me being a stupid kid going, oh well, the game that comes out release is like the next part of the story, right? So, you know, we had like, Legend of Zelda on NES, then Link's Adventure, you know, Zelda 2, like, you know, that's together. And then it's like, you know, and then you got um, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, like, you know, oh, that's all part, you know, Link to the Past, oh, he went out and rescued the princess, then he went on a boat trip. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking oh. in my head, he's like, oh, he went on a boat trip. And then oh, he became a that... uh, train driver. Then became a train driver. <laughs> I actually have Hyrule Historia here, like, it's just yeah. uh, on my table right now, which has the full official timeline for it. Oh, you want okay. to quickly go grab that? Yeah, yeah, go, go for it, yeah, go, go for it. it. But I love, I understand what you mean though, Andy. I love the, and then right at the end, uh, when Skyward Sword came out, mm -hmm. and, I did, and you thought, okay, maybe it's another part of the story, and it wasn't until you fully forged the Goddess of Sword and it changed to the Master Sword that you realised, holy shit, this is the beginning! This is like the actual beginning. That's like, you think like, oh, Skyward Sword's like an extra addition to one of the timelines. No, it's at the start and it's like, what the fuck? Okay, well, that that's fair enough, I suppose. And, you know, go, going into, um, well, we'll go into the creepy password a little bit because I know, I think Asmo wants to, um, I think you, you want to grab, you want to uh, read something from the book? Yeah, I just grabbed the book right now. I'm just trying to find the, uh. um, the timeline. Okay. That's fair enough. Ed, Ed says he likes the Mario timeline. <laughs> yeah, I basically think that what happened to Mario timeline, which is when Mario Party is, when is Mario Kart, when is Mario RPG? <laughs> there, there's there's like a split in the timeline between Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. So there's two splits in the timeline. The one split is like when Bowser. Bowser still becomes a bad guy and still tries to capture Princess Peach. That's when, you know, um, 
pretty much when uh, Mario, Bro Super Mario, Mario Bros. Odyssey. 3, Super Mario World, and Mario 64 just keeps going down there. Then it's the one, the other timeline where, you know, all the Ma Mario Brothers and Co., um, you know, Bowser's been defeated. And so, you know, Super Mario Brothers 2, because that's something different than all the games that didn't have Bowser in it. I think that's only a certain few. And then the other timeline is like Bowser decides, you know what? I'm not, I'm, you know. I've seen the error of my ways. I've seen the error of my ways. Let's play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the sports games, you know. It's like you have that. So, yeah, there's like the sports timeline, the, so does, uh... you know, the hero timeline, and the, the, the team timeline. So, where yeah, does so... the uh, Olympics come into it, though, I wonder? 2020. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edge says if Mario doesn't stop his doppelganger in sunshine, then Splatoon happens. If he does, Galaxy happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jesus. Yes, so that's how... So pretty much, Mario Sunshine has a split timeline between Splatoon and <laughs> Mario Galaxy. Oh my Christ. Yeah, so with the Zelda timeline, going back to that, it's actually yeah. kind of interesting to see how things get laid out because the first three games are all in the same timeline, which is the Heroes Defeated timeline. Um, but the first two are actually the very last two titles in that timeline, mm -hmm. which is like Legend of Zelda, which goes across the resurrection of um, Ganon, and then Adventure of Link, which actually has Link preventing the resurrection of Ganon in that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then the first title right after uh, Ocarina, the split in Ocarina of Time is A Link to the Past, uh, which, I mean, most people know that one because it's so famous now, especially with the randomizer. Yeah. Um, and then it came across where it was Link's Awakening and then the Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Actually, this one has that reversed, but I do know the third one in the series has it. So it's Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, then the Oracle games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, Link's Awakening, that Link is the exact same Link from Link to the Past, and I think it's also the same one as in the Oracles. Yes. Okay. So, like that one Link has been in so many different um, titles. He is the most overpowered Link of them all. But uh, the other two timelines they have is obviously the hero beats Ganon, and then there's the child era, which is when Zelda, adult Zelda, transfers him back to the child timeline. That's and then um, there's Majora's the, Mask, isn't it? Yeah, the very next one is Majora's Mask, where he goes and searches, searches for Navi, um, doesn't find it, and then gives up, uh, gives up and um, now the funny thing is, a lot of people, the very common theory was uh, Majora's Mask was actually Link was dead, and that's him going through the stages of grief. That is very easily disproved by the very next game in that timeline, which is uh, Twilight Princess. Because in Twilight Princess, that Link is a direct descendant of the Hero of Time. Yeah. So obviously he couldn't have died as a child and still had a child. Yeah. Although I basically, mm -hmm. It does beg the question, though, where does Breath of the Wild come in? Uh, so it comes in at the very end of all the timelines. So at some point there is a convergence of all three timelines back into one solid timeline somehow. Yeah. 
And then many, 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 many years, like thousands of years after that is um, like to the point where all the history behind the um, the combining of the three timelines yeah. is Breath of, the Wild, uh, Breath of the Wild because everything else is just his like uh, legends and like most things are forgotten. Like um, Ruto is mentioned once on a tablet that you can find in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh uh, yeah, I, I saw that tablet. And that's why um, the Divine Beast was called Varuto. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's it's just the same as um, Va Naboris is for Naboru, the spirit temple sage. Yeah. Um, Va Redania, I don't know who he was actually. Must have done something with Goron Legends, I think. Yeah, just trying to think. What what was the Goron's name in Ocarina of Time? Uh, the, the the head Goron. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna double check. Darunia. Darunia. That's it. Yeah. Darunia. Yeah. Uh, so Redania, Redunia, uh, Redunia. Kind of. It's basically like the D and the R got switched. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes sense. And then the last one, which is the flying one, that one is Va Meadow, which Meadow is uh, one of the characters from, weirdly enough, Wind Waker. If I'm remembering correctly. I think you are, actually. Yeah, I remember hearing that name, Wind Waker. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember who he was. I think that was one of the sages, right? quickly scanning through characters in here. Uh, Quick scan through the book to find out. You know, yeah. you were saying that while you're looking for the book, though, do you think they should make a game? A Legend of Zelda game where they do actually all three timelines converge into that one single point? I think the best thing that they could have done is do a concept kind of actually similar to Hyrule Warriors, the original one. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Hyrule Warriors has all three timelines converge. That is true. Yeah. yeah. the The only reason it doesn't work is that it's not canon. Uh, it's one. It's not canon. But two, um, like one of the things in Breath of the Wild that really indicates that the um, adult era happened is the fact that there's salt everywhere. And when you look at the description, it's from the great sea that covered this land. Yeah. Mm hmm. So that's very much an indication of that. Plus, also the well. Here's the re here's the really screwed up part that makes no goddamn sense. So, the um, Ruta or not the Ruta? The oh god, what are they called? The flying oh the bird uh, people. The Rito. The Rito. They are the evolved form of the Zoras, which I have another fucking thing to say about that, but I'll get to that later. The evolved form of the Zoras. <laughs> yes. So in Wind Waker, uh, the Zoras ended up going to the dragon to get his protection, and they eventually evolved into the Rito. Evolved, so fish people evolved into bird people. When the world was flooded, yes. Amazing. Because that fucking makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tally House. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tally Ho Show, where we discuss everything about evolutions and why it makes no sense <laughs> in games. Uh, but then it comes down to uh, Breath of the Wild, where there's both the Rito and the Zora together. So, I mean, there there is the possibility that only some of the Zora went and got and evolved into the Rito, but then there's no Zora that are actually in Wind Waker, right? Yeah. None at all, except for the Sage, which is a marked as a direct descendant of Medley. Which is the little bird with the harp? Um, oh, okay. All right. So, like, it's fully canon that like they evolved, but then it could be that there is some Zora that are living way down in the deep dark parts, which is why they became more fish-like uh, than the um, Ocarina of Time variant. But and so you'd go, okay, so maybe it just follows the adult timeline. But then in Breath of the Wild, it also shows um, hints of uh, there's some times where they actually mark down the Twilight, like there was an invasion of the Twilight people. You can see the Twilight mirror shattered on the beach in the south. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's actually part of one of the quests. You have to kind of take pictures of all the uh, mirror pieces and then the guy translates like some markings that were carved onto it and then it will kind of open up another shrine oh right okay um and there's like full other like there's a bunch of other little hints towards that timeline but then there's also the timeline for the heroes defeated the biggest one which is actually really surprising lionels lionels do not exist in any other timeline other than the hero is defeated. Interesting. Yeah, so, so they, they show... So definitely... Hmm? So definitely points to the fact that there is a certain time where all three definitely combined. Yeah, there is definitely something there that marks that all three do combine at some point. So I think one thing that would that they would do really well especially if the Age of Calamity, like Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, really works well. Maybe do another Hyrule Warriors that is canon that has all three timelines converge. So we get the Zoras and we get um, the Rito like coming back in. Because I mean, if you really look at it, the Zoras that are in Breath of the Wild look like the Zoras that are in Twilight Princess. Yeah. So I think very that good. would, I think that would actually be a very good um, thing for them to do. Well, maybe. And of course they, and they even like had to introduce um, Skyward Sword to bring about the intro of everything and why Link and Zelda keep popping up and Ganon keeps pom popping up over and over in this timeline. Yeah, although I would I would say what I could probably see happening is that. Maybe the if they do make a game like that, maybe the end battle, all three timelines somehow converge, and basically as in not as in like stay in one part and then separate, as in they crash into each other. So certain areas, so certain people, get transported into this new timeline. Yeah, and that would explain why the Ruto and the um, Zoras, or even though they're descended from them, 
uh, show mm-hmm. up at the same time, and then they sort of find out what's going on, and then that's when they sort of like live their own sort of styles. Yeah, I mean, another theory for why the Rito uh, are here is that the Rito look very different from the um, Wind Waker versions. So some people think it's the um, Skywings, the birds from Sky, uh, Skyward Sword, had evolved into more humanoid. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that actually first when that when when we were talking about it when you said Skyward Sword, I'm like, mm, that could be a possibility. Yeah, but there's no actual like indication in games for that and then the only thing we have for a race called Rito is in Wind Waker where it's like mm-hmm. direct descendants of Zora mm-hmm. so yeah it's a little interesting yeah no, definitely that's why it's like I came into my head first because it's like you know with hearing the stories of like the timelines and then how they get split and then like you know then coming together with like Breath of the Wild and stuff it's just it's fascinating to see how the game developers there at Nintendo actually like made this, like make the games, and then it's just a case of how do they fit that into the story timeline that they already have of all the other games. It's just, you know, it, when they make new games, they just add it on. It just adds on, and you just like, yeah, you you're, you get more questions. It's new questions get asked about what happens in this specific situation or you know in this specific game and what timeline is it is there going to be a new split in the timeline you know all those things so it is fascinating it's like legend of zelda lore pretty much is a and timeline is a timeline that will just keep growing and growing and growing i think i think there's just going to be like new ideas are going to be put onto the table and it'll it'll probably never end <laughs> it'll yeah. probably keep going it'll probably keep going to the day we pass out pass away till we die <laughs> well, more than likely Actually, speaking of one little quirky thing about Breath of the Wild, there was actually a mistranslation that drastically changes something at the very end of the game. Um, do you guys care if I spoil like a line that Zelda says at the very end of the game? I've completed it, so go ahead, mate. I am. So, but go ahead. But spoiler, alert, <laughs> spoiler, alert, spoiler. Yep. Alert. One minute. One minute. Mute the stream. Right, so you know when um, when Ganon becomes Dark Beast Ganon, and Zelda says he has given up on reincarnation and assumed his pure, enraged form. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's a mistranslation. What was actually said was this form was born from his obsessive refusal to give up on revival. Oh, okay. Wow. And it's like a complete opposite meaning. So it's going to be interesting to see how this comes around. Especially with Breath of the Wild 2 being made. Yeah, because I mean, the whole idea behind what they had said was basically, technically, Breath of the Wild cannot continue on with Ganon because of that. Mm-hmm. But with them introducing what looks like Ganondorf, it's cl- quite clear that it was a mistranslation. Or well, potentially, what they're thinking is that maybe underneath all of Hyrule Castle, in order to stop Ganon from always being resurrected and trying to take over Hyrule, they got a form of Ganon and held him prisoner down underneath Hyrule Castle. And the only way he is managing to escape is through Calamity Ganon. And that's why his enraged form is going to be, because he's so enraged the fact that he's now being essentially locked up and kidnapped that his malice takes over a new form and then comes out because 
it always seems he comes out of Hyrule Castle. Yeah. And they always, and it seems like they're going underneath uh, and underground during the Breath of the Wild two trailer, uh, trailers. Yeah. So it makes me. So my that is my theory is that Ganon is semi alive, somewhat alive, but he's being held uh, hostage. And then when Link and Zelda go down to finally end the cycle of Calamity Ganon, that's when they free him. Yeah, I mean, if you really look at, especially when they go down there. Yeah. He is mummified like the monks, and he moves, and like when he starts moving around again, is the exa exact same as uh, Monk Mascotia, which you have, which is part of the DLC. Yeah. To get the bike, so quite clearly the Sheikah captured Ganondorf and mummified him. But the downside to, uh, and like it's even quite clear when you are watching it, the malice is coming from that wound in his chest. Which, by the way, that means that's the exact same Ganon as Ocarina of Time, as Twilight Princess, because that hole in the chest is where he was stabbed in Twilight Princess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh... And so maybe, oh. maybe that's how all three timelines have converged. In the first time he went malice, maybe it could he be. maybe he's uh, found a maybe because the palace the malice sorry, was so powerful, it ripped a hole. That combined all three time months. Well, I'm gonna quickly grab that again. Uh, so the the very the odd thing about that though is the next uh, game in the timeline after Twilight Princess is Four Swords Adventure, and it, that has a reincarnation of Ganondorf, which is really weird. Hmm. I mean, actually, you don't really see you don't really know what happens to Ganon at the end of Twilight Princess. He gets stabbed, then gets his neck broken by. Uh, Zant, but he just stands there. No, no, he doesn't get his neck broken by Zant. Well, he kills Zant. Yeah, but right at the end, uh, he right gets stabbed end. again um, by uh, Link, basically doing a full down stab into re right back into that the exact same wound he got from the sword of the sages. Yeah, but then after and that, then... he actually he stands up, and then he said, then he makes some speech about. Uh, but what happened? And then when he and does he that, his, uh, his Triforce disappears. And yeah, he just sort of he... disappears. He sort of like just stands there. And then you get a picture of Zant, who basically looks at him, like in the background. And then you hear a crack. And then he just goes, <gasps> and it just stands there. And that's it. And there's Link and Zelda nowhere near him. But you can see that he's just suddenly just died right there while standing up. So maybe that's when they grabbed him, dragged him down to Hyrule Castle, locked him up wherever. Chica did whatever as well, and maybe that's how it's uh, maybe that's how it's occurred. Um, maybe. I mean, it could all be a symbolism just for the fact that it's like he betrayed Zant, and then obviously, because he was already dying because he'd been stabbed through the heart like twice already at this point, and with the yeah. triforce leaving him. It could just be like a snap that his life is fully ended and he just is dead standing. Yeah, that could be it, maybe. What was it? Edge says, I mean, koi fish becomes dragons. He says, and then the timeline was all straight. And in Ocarina of Time, Link said, fuck it. <laughs> you have free okay, now. You got free now. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, enjoy this. Enjoy. I've screwed up the whole timeline. You're welcome. Uh, there's, we could get onto this for so long, it's like it would probably be like a freaking eight hour 
podcast holy crap yeah <laughs> but but the one thing i wanted to quickly mention as well before going over to you with with your topic asbo is the creepy pasta with uh ocarina of time i don't know if you've uh oh ginger says yeah zan snapped ganondorf's head yeah because i have seen that in the cutscene where zan just goes like he moves his head which indicates that he's making ganondorf snap his neck so it's like yeah, I need to rewatch that cutscene because yeah, could you just see Zan? You, you just see Zan just smile and then he just tilts his neck, which then Ganondorf does it. But he does it in such a brute force, so it looks like Zan's powering Ganondorf and breaks yeah. his neck and pretty then much. Ganondorf's eyes just go white, and then that's it. Yeah, but on the other side, Zan is already dead at that point, so it'd be his spirit, which is why yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be his spirit pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, for the creepypasta, so like there was a, like a Majora's Mask creepypasta, which like freaked me out, which I heard, which was the story of a kid who goes to a garage sale and finds a copy of uh, Majora's Mask on the N64. But the it's the 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 image on the cartridge is ripped up and it's just written down. It's written in like like oh freaking pen, like felt felt pen, saying Majora's Mask. And he got it for like, I think he got it for free because the guy was like, no, you can have it for free. I don't want it. I, you, you, you know, I don't want it anymore. And the kid's like, sweet. And he goes and plays the game. And, you know, I'll have to send you a link to the YouTube video for it because it's like, it's so freaky because apparently it's like this game is, the, the, the person that sold the game to the kid didn't tell him that it's a cursed game and it has um, killed a lot of people by playing the game because as you play the game you start to see like you know the um what was it? i think it's the mask the mask guy that that the game connects with the mask collector a whole lot or or the kid or the child um or something i think what, what was the what's the song where you you play the song on the ocarina and then you make like a little save state but it's like it's a creepy like statue of link Try remember that song oh. in the game. I forget the name of it, but um, but yeah, it shows that a whole lot, and it shows like that little creepy statue of Link everywhere you go, and that's one thing where it's like the the, the face gets closer and closer. I think to to the screen to the point where it has reached out and killed people. I think that's what the the creepy pasta is. I'm not too sure, but uh, all I know is oh yeah. The, the song that makes the statues is yep. called Elegy of Emptiness. There you go, Elegy of Emptiness. That was it. That and, doesn't make um, a save state, though. It just makes statues. Yeah. Uh, not not like a save state, mind you, but it's like a, it's a statue of, like, I think it takes you back to that area, I think, if I recall. Oh, that's uh, the Song of Soaring, which will teleport you between the sta uh, between the owl statues. No, so no, no. an actual no. song that creates a statue of your current form. Yes, and, and it just stands there. Oh wait, no, yeah. So that it, oh no, my bad. I was thinking something. Like that. Yeah, because that allows you. So if you have like two like switches, you can use the the energy of emptiness to hit one statue, and you can hit um hit one switch, and you can hit the other. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking because I was thinking it takes you. I always thought it takes you. It's like you know, like that save state you get when you're in a dungeon in Ocarina of Time when you use um one of the power ups, and then. When you're like so far into the dungeon, you go, "Do you want to return?" Yes, and then you return oh, back. Pharaoh's Wind. Pharaoh's Wind. I thought it was something like that. I like. So I haven't played like a, a whole lot of 
I've Majora's Mask in a long, long time, so I totally forgot that's yeah. what it does also. But um, yeah, no, it's like pretty much that creepypasta is like, it, like it, it come, the, something comes out of the game and kills you <laughs> pretty much. So it's hmm. like, oh, it's, I found it, like at first when I first like watched it, I was kind of like, holy crap. Like, this is, like, I thought it was real. I thought it was true. And then they said, no, it's fake. <laughs> it's actually, like, somebody made, like, an emulator of just screwing up the game like that. And it's, like, oh, it just, it's so eerie. So I have to send you a link to the, uh, to the, uh, to the YouTube video if I can find it so you can have a look for yourself. Because it, it's, it gave me shivers. There was one, yeah, uh, there was one for, uh, Lavender Town in Pokemon that apparently the song in Lavender Town would drive kids to commit suicide. I'm over here in the Queen's Castle about that. Yeah, in in Japan, in for the Japanese game. Yeah, yeah. it's like a specific mono sound, like some specific sound in Lavender Town with the music that just made kids feel very depressed. <laughs> and apparently, like the West, like Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe, like apparently were just like, no, we've got to change. Change the music in Lavender Town. Change the pitch, <laughs> so that doesn't happen to our kids. <laughs> but yeah, that is a that's what I heard. That's a interesting story about that in a way. I mean, it's like Lavender Town just made kids depressed. But I mean, it is a depressing town. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very depressing town. Yeah. There's also uh, um, Slenderman as well, wasn't there? He's a. Is it Slenderman, a creepy past uh, something that was made Slend for the game? It or... kind of started off as like a weird little creepy set of YouTube videos that eventually they made a game about. Oh, okay, yeah. so it wouldn't actually start with the game. It started with something else. It, it's hard to say because roughly when the game got really big, those there was tons of videos that were linked by the game to them. Yeah. So I'm assuming they started as the YouTube videos and then someone made the game of them. Okay, believe so, sense. yes. Believe so with Slenderman, yeah. Asmo, what about you? Gaming stories, laws, creepypastas? You got anything well, for your topic? I'm just absolutely fascinated by the just the sheer concepts of how they introduce um, lore into it. Because there's easily three different ways of that games tend to give lore. There's the ones that are basically just hold your hand, they give you every bit of information, even the side stuff that you wouldn't really know about or you shouldn't know about by the perspective of the character you're following. But then there's the games, which I would say more closer in line with Final Fantasy VII, for example, where you play through, you get to see a bunch of what is happening around Cloud. But then, for example, you go into uh, Shinra Manor and down into the basement and you find out, oh, wait, Zack was there. Zack and, and that's where Zack and um, Cloud were held and they escaped from there right so you, you actually have to go out and find a bit but for the most part majority of the story is handed to you um mm -hmm. but then there's games like breath of the wild and dark souls for example that are very much like hey here's the kind of general gist of the story go have fun explore see what you find and you get like little bits of lore from item descriptions and um, side quests. I mean, that doesn't happen in Dark Souls. Dark Souls is very much just you read item descriptions and talk to people, and that's the only way you can get lore. 
Well, what would you prefer? What, what do you prefer in a way? What do you prefer the first option or the second option? Like, you know, like get given the story, um, you know, straight away with like so much info, or do you prefer like the here's a bit of the story and go on an adventure and find pieces of it as you go along? I I'm very much in line with the you're given um, a bunch of lore as you're kind of going across and as the character discovers it, like rather than just. Like, because I mean, the the biggest fault I think of Dark Souls is the fact of no lore is actually given to the character. The character is just like told, "Go do this," and it's the character's like, "Okay," <laughs> and just like runs off and goes. Yeah, and does it. I can kind of, what, I, I can agree with that actually. Because after start playing Dark Souls, and I have no idea what the fucking lore is. All I know is I'm going to ring two bells, and that's it. There's nothing else added to it for me. Yeah, and like I, I know a fair amount more about what happened there, but again, you have to read item descriptions to kind of figure out what's up with An Orlando, what's up with the uh, Beta Chaos, and the um, and all of that. Rather than like, I'd much rather like, oh hey, there's this, and like, uh, like perfect example would be the Tales games. They tell you everything that is discoverable. The characters question what's going on and why to do things and they get answers the question the characters are actually being people mm -hmm. right and but they don't get everything and then you go in you read books and you find things that or you go do side quests and you get to see things that make more like make the main story make more sense because i remember that i think i can't i think it was tales of the abyss where you go around and it's just like, oh, okay, well, this is what's happening. That's an interesting story, but I don't get, like, why this person ended up, like, constantly showing up. But then you finally, you go around and do a side, couple side quests, and you find out that he's being directed, and he's, like, he's following his own story, which keeps, like, basically bouncing him into the, um, the main party over and over again because he's hunting these certain things. So I very much like the whole idea of there is a set story that is shown and lore is given by observing it and being told and the characters are actually attempting to uh, find stuff out of why they're doing what they're doing, right? Yeah, and then, and then like being able to go out and go, oh, over here, this is happening, which is why that happens over in that area. And it, because it makes it feel like the world is actually being an active thing everywhere rather than just all right, well, you go ring some bells. And then you just kind of keep running around with the whatever weapon you have, going, okay, I, I kill you now. Oh, I kill you now. Oh, I kill you now. Until you get to the end of the game, you're just like, oh, it was all for this. Great. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I mean, like, I get what you mean. Like, there are some games that have with that other style of, like, here's a bit of lore. Okay, figure out the rest of the stuff. There's some games that do it really well. Like, you know, and you find pieces of the story and you go, oh, that's interesting. And then you, you know, there might be some things that you find that will be massive cliffhangers and make, might make you scratch your head and be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Why is that? And then you find, like, you know, later in the game, you find more parts of the story. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, some games that do that aspect of storytelling it does work um yeah. but i do get in the fact where you know dark souls for example you just get told one thing that's it and then like you don't get told anything else you only get told at the end exactly what happens well i mean <laughs> in dark souls you actually can find the lore by reading item descriptions 
but that takes a lot of time and effort by the player to go out and you have to be very invested to do it right? yeah yeah so it kind of makes it very problematic on a casual gamer to figure out what the fuck's going on yeah um but on the same side that type of style leads to theories ga- like full game theories on like hey why did this happen what happened here we're getting you get little nuggets here and there and it allows um theorists to essentially figure out and like come up with their own canon and then when a sequel comes out you get to see what is actually true and what isn't uh i mean i think the biggest the biggest game series that ended up like with this huge theory community was five nights at freddy's yeah yes yeah. yes that's how i got to know about game theory the game theory youtube channel because yeah. all their all their theories about Friday Nights and Freddy's. When I was playing the first one, I'm like, I'm just like, it's just a game where you have to sleep, stay for five nights or an extra night, and just don't get killed. But then like, I re- watched, I'm like, oh my god, there's like so much info. What the hell for such yeah. like a yeah. small small gaming franchise? Well, it's big, but for like for what you have to do, I say small gaming franchise because it's like a basic game of what you. This is what you've got to do, but. There's so much info in it. It's 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 you know if 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 you don't look hard enough, you won't find it. Yeah, like I mean, initially what started off with the whole thing of like there was a poster on a wall in the first game that said five kids missing, and then another one that said um, the building was closed because I think it was in the second game where it said the original um, Freddy Fazbear's was closed because of the animatronics were smelling uh, weird or something, or the smell mm-hmm. emanating from them. So it, it really brought about this, like, kids were killed, hidden in the animatronics, and then, like, it just, it grew from there. And, like, now there's something like seven or eight games. There's two book series, all written by the same person. So... And there it's, might be a movie. I heard there was rumors there was going to be a FNAF I heard that movie. Was a movie. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a movie potentially coming out. Um, there's a more books coming out. There's another game coming out soon. Oh my god! We've yeah. already got FNAF VR for God's sake. That's it. No more. <laughs> yeah. There is. Um, I think the next one. Like they've even kind of reintroduced the idea of because, um, like, I think it was Pizzeria Simulator kind of marked that or no it was uh, ultimate custom night marked yeah. that uh william afton the the purple guy was stuck yeah. in hell but then it's now introducing that he might not be he might actually still be free and he might still be like haunting and like creating this whole huge cult and everything yeah oh wonderful right <laughs> So we yeah. need, don't we? Frick, Jesus! I'm looking forward but, to another I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's game, though. Yeah, this one's I think based in the '80s, where it's like it introduces like or really delves into the whole cult idea that was introduced in uh, Five Nights at Freddy's VR. God, man, I don't really want to play that game to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Be yeah. terrifying as heck for me. Like the Unless first game actually, was creepy as hell. But you know what's really interesting though? What? The Five Nights at Freddy's VR, the original game is much easier because you can be looking 
like at the doors and or watching the cameras and press the buttons all at the same time. That's very true. Yeah. That is very true. But they did introduce where if you stick your like if you close the door and then stick your head through the door, mm-hmm. because obviously VR can do that. Yeah. Uh, it'll just instantly summon Foxy to kill you. Oh really? Really? Yeah, so I did not door, know then... that. Yes, uh, I think it was uh, Game Theory. They did try to do that live, and he stuck his head through the doors. Like, oh, I can just choose this, right? And then it just had um, Foxy running down the hall and kill him. Nice. Die by Foxy. <laughs> well, I wait to die. Yep. Bloody hell. Okay, good to know. I won't do that. <laughs> good to know on that. Bloody hell. All right. Well, I think we've. Uh gone through quite a bit on that why that was a that was a good topic that was yeah a good that topic was really that good was. i enjoyed that yeah it was just, i'm actually kind of glad that we actually managed to get a good amount of discussion from it yeah so just uh ended off with a conclusion on that james game stories laws creepy pastors and yeah. what was the what 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 interested you interested you in those types uh, of things interested me was probably uh, as i said the lord of rings shadow wardor uh, series that got me interested to the gaming theory, gaming stories after I finished it, and then as you guys said as well with Zelda as well, I completely forgot about Zelda until we mentioned it, and then I realised the amount of laws and stories that come with it because I actually remember watching that uh, YouTube video where he basically just went through every single game and said, right, this is how it relates to this bit, and where does Breath of the Wild sit in, and that really fascinated me. Yeah, like same for me, like. Main thing being like what I can think of off the top of my head is Legend of Zelda and like like the whole like story tree like like this whole timeline tree of like how it's all began with Skyward Sword and that's like one of the latest games and it's like it's not the first game that came out on the NES or no 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 that's gonna be later but the first game like it's like from the timeline would be Skyward Sword and it goes down down the line and then when Ocarina of Time comes up there's a split and then it's like splits all over and then they come back together with Breath of the Wild it's just it's just you, you think it's like a big jumbled mess but then when you look into it more it's like it it kind of makes sense and it works out pretty well but I'm just wondering like when we get future Zelda titles are we going to have another split like we had before or is it going to just stay into one timeline for a very long time we just don't know so that something like that is like really fascinates me when it comes to like game stories with being in a specific franchise because you see with some franchises they stick to one main storyline and that's it and then some games they're just oh that's not canon and it's just like that's just a one-off thing yeah but there are some franchises that do like split off in like some like dimension like different dimensions and stuff like that sonic for example does like a weird timeline thing as well which is you know when you have you have sonic generations it's like okay so yeah there's some things that are connected in a way always one timeline sometimes um so that like stuff like that really fascinates me with some gaming franchises and also creepypastas like when i was talking about the majora's mask creepypasta where a kid got majora's mask for free but it was a very sketchy game apparently killed people that's something definitely to to check out because that is creepy af that is for sure edge says uh the trial uh the trails lore is pretty interesting to me also the trails uh like trail oh the uh legend of heroes trail games edge is that what you were talking about the legend of heroes because uh, i know you're a big legend of heroes nerd 
for you. And Asmo, what, what, yeah, there you go, yes. Yeah, The Legend of Heroes, I need to get into. I need to, I need to learn, I need to play more of the game so I can learn more of the lore on that also, that's for sure. Um, Asmo, for you, for your topic, what gaming stories, lore, creepy pastors, what are your interests? Um, well, I mean, honestly, like, I just love the whole idea of, like, lores that you can go find. Like, in Skies for Arcadia, I, there is so much lore in there. And it's given in a way where you actually go out and discover it, right? Like, there's discoveries you can sell for money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's an incentive to be able to get an economy. But yeah, every discovery has a full page of just lore of, like, oh, this grave was, um, like, by a famous pirate that um, was well-known for, you know, robbing from the rich, giving to the poor, protecting the general people type thing. But then there's the really weird ones where, like, for example, the Black Moonstone, but there's no Black Moon. And where you find it is in a um, in a sky rift. It's called the Black Rift, which is a sky rift that nobody can pass because it's so turbulent and everything. And it's completely different from everything else. And it splits the world into three separate sections. And when I first read that, I'm like, with the general lore of everything, I'm like, okay, well, there's something later on in the game that is shown that affects the moons to rain down moonstones as kind of like a weapon. And it makes me, me think, well, maybe there was a black moon and this ancient civilization that built this weapon basically tried to test it on the black moon and destroyed it. And all the moonstones falling to the planet ended up falling into this big center mass where the dark rift is. And that the power that is given like as an explanation of the dark moonstone is what created the dark rift because the power is to switch anything positive to negative. Right? Hmm. So having this over-the-top dark rift makes it seem... And, like, this black moonstone, there's tons of them everywhere in there. So it makes it definitely seem very logical that it was an accident, like a test that was accidentally too strong, broke, like, completely destroyed the moon and caused this dark rift. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. See, stories like that when you just feel like, but well, that doesn't make sense where it's like you don't have like a dark moon or something and then you you get, when you get into more of the game, you start to understand, you're like, okay, that starts to make sense now. It's weird, but it starts to make sense. Yeah, because even in there it says, uh, this black moonstone has the power to do this, but it's weird because there is no black moon. There's no black moon. Mm. It's like, yeah. what the heck? Where <laughs> yeah. did this shit come from? So it's, like it's definitely something I've, like uh, the last time I streamed Skies of Arcade and I, I, I went on a bit of a rant on like going on like okay this is what I think of this and uh, like I made full theories of uh, a bunch of different ideas that I'm like connecting here mm-hmm. and it, it's just that type of openness I love in games it is by far one of my favorite things to be able to go in discover lore and it's open-ended enough that there are not direct answers but people can look at what's there and give this um give an answer and an idea awesome awesome stuff there we go there we go guys that is 
That was uh, that was the topic for Asmodan gaming stories, laws, and creepy pastas. Like what 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 fascinates us with with those. And uh, thank you to everyone that was uh, also talking in the chat as well for uh, for giving some ideas also for them. It's great stuff, great stuff. And it just so adds think... on to our own stuff as well, whether we think now. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's now time before we end. Speaking of game lore and, like, stories and stuff, we've got a cliffhanger to figure out. Yes, we do. And welcome back to Andy's Great Adventure, Part 6. Marvellous. Again, I seriously, that. I'm going to need you to do some, um, I need you to do some <laughs> things for me, because that just sounds awesome to have. I mean, yeah. I, I'm more than happy to do You've that. now got a professional VR voice acting job, Asma. Congratulations. Ah, I mean, it's with James. I mean, you know. I, I've had that gig up on Fiverr for so long, but nobody <laughs> buys anything. Now plug your Fiverr then. Uh, <laughs> but, um, he's doing... Addy, give him a Fiverr then. Yeah, I'll, give, oh yeah, I'll just give him $5. There you go. Oh, thanks, mate. I mean, that's all I charge for is 5 bucks. Oh, there you go. No, James, I'm not paying you for that. You pay it yourself. Ah, oh, you suck. <laughs> yes, I know. I love you too. Uh, yeah, let's go with that, shall we? Okay. So, after you. I, was, <laughs> I, I think you were about to say something. That's why I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I was about to go like, and now it's time, and then you were going to do the same thing, and it's like, up. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to jump right back into it. So, as we last left Andy, he basically registered that his petrol gauge had dropped maliciously down until it was just empty again. And then we did a luck draw. Did Andy have enough luck that there was actually a full can of petrol inside the car? So, before we begin, I need to ask, Andy, are you ready? Yes, I suppose. I have no choice, because I know what's going to happen, even if I have petrol. Okay, then. As my dad, are you ready? Yeah. Actually, wait. Just to confirm, when we were quickly discussing things, yep. was that a yes that I, I'm able to do that? That is a yes. You are able to do that. Okay. <sighs> He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, Andy, Asmo, Let's get ready for Andy's Great Adventure. Now... Perfect. So, as we threw the last one, the dice red. For the luck, it was a seven. But for Andy, it was... I want to activate my power that he doesn't have gas. There wait, we go. Wait, wait. So, uh, so. <laughs> That's why I wasn't excited <laughs> I because I know what's gonna happen. It's like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, this is gonna end horribly. This might end horribly for you, mate. You know that, right? 
Okay, so are you just need confirmation? Are you activating your special effect? Yes. Well, in that case, then special effect has been activated. Andy ha doesn't not have fuel. Are you ready to hear what's happening, Andy? Yeah, go on then. Okay. <clears throat> A few kilometers. A few kilometers further down the road, the engine starts to cough and splutter. Finally, it jerks to a halt, and your worst fears are realized. You have run out of petrol. There are no buildings and no signs of life, and you realize. That the mission is over. You have failed. You must try to get back to New Hope on foot. Perhaps to try to reach San Angelo another time. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. We knew that was coming a while away, didn't we? We're going to continue. Before we continue with the story. I thought it would be great, but yeah, okay. Well, all of that after running out of freaking petrol. God damn. The most... And you just got you just got a charger as well. I know. I got a freaking charger and everything. And Pete, the freaking mechanic, didn't fill up my goddamn tank. Well, why didn't what? you check before leaving? Exactly. Christ. It okay. doesn't say that in the book. Okay, so oh. shall we start again? Well, you know what that means, yeah. because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be buying a new adventure book for you for the next couple of episodes now. Yeah. So I think we should just do a brand new adventure for the next two episodes for me. Okay. <laughs> so you want me to get a new book then? Uh, I'll be buying a new book for you, new adventure book for your new adventure. Yeah. You know, keep things fresh. So I think you know, I think yeah, it'll probably be a good idea. <laughs> Very well then. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So. That is the end of Andy's great adventure on the Freeway Fighter. He tried. He managed to beat a lot of enemies. He was successful in, the end. in getting lots and lots of fuel. But in the end, it was the fuel that cost him. Yep. In the Which... end. <laughs> in the end, I just didn't want to pay for them gas prices. Because <laughs> <laughs> goddamn... Uh, it's expensive. They're very, very expensive. <laughs> oh, I knew that was going to happen. I saw it. I saw it on the thing. Uh, what happened? I was like... You know, if, Asmo, if I could feel... Asmo says... If Asmo says this, then he is going to go... And he's going to lose this. Yeah, can I do this? If he makes a decision, oh, and you're going to lose... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could have let me have fuel and I maybe had to face like a big group of bandits, you know, and then I could have got murdered, like maliciously. Could or have had got that plunged. Or oh, got no. plunged. Plunged groily. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, you. that's it. That's the end of my great adventure for that. So be sure to tune in to the next episode where we'll be having James's great adventure, but it'll be a brand new adventure, something completely different. I still got to find a bloody book and buy it. So yeah, that'll be fun. I would definitely recommend 
uh, Ian Livingston and the final uh, fighting fantasy books. This is the one I use for freeway fighters, and they are they do uh, they do a lot of stuff, and they do uh, there's lots and lots and lots of different varieties, and they're so much fun to uh, do. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. You, you should send me the send me a send me a, the, the name Ian Livingston. Ian Livingston, you say? Yep, Ian Livingston. Okay, and Steve okay. Jackson. I'll, I'll... I'll have a look on uh, Google when I got free time, and I'll look for some books, and then I'll, I'll buy one for you for for your next great adventure, James. I look forward to it, good sir. Speaking of next great adventure, um, when when is our next episode going to be? Yes, it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is going to be the end of the stream. But if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, either myself, the British Andy, or Asmo Dan, then have no fear because from today's date, the seventeenth of. October 2020, we have uh, what we're doing right next. So, as you can see on the screen, if you're listening to us, if you're watching us right now, uh, this is what is going to be happening next for all three of us. But if you are listening to us on the podcast, Andy, why don't you tell the great audience that are listening to us right now what next game you are playing? So, for people that are listening in live, um, I'm going to be live in maybe over an hour and a half's time. It might be a bit later because I've got to make lunch and or food for, for tonight and might be playing some games with some friends. Um, but I should be live later today, maybe for a little bit, for a short stream. Um, we'll say 3 p.m. Pacific, my time. Um, and if so, might be a little bit later. But if all goes well, I'll be playing some more Silent Hill later today. It'll be day two and I'm in the creepy elementary school and we'll just see what happens. And if you're going to be there as well, then check out tomorrow where I will be streaming at 9 o'clock British Summertime. I'll be streaming Space Crew, which is the uh, official sequel to Bomber Crew. The very first uh, game that we actually streamed on this channel. And look how far we've come now. So it's only fair that we play the sequel to it. So that is Space Crew on Sunday, the 18th of October at 9pm British Summertime. And finally, uh, I will be now. It says uh, Tuesday, October twentieth at seven PM PST. I'll be playing Divinity: Original Sin two with my buddy Nightmare. Um, how that is my next guaranteed set game that I'm playing. Um, I may be streaming later today or tomorrow, and I do have a viewer's choice on Monday. However, because none of those are fully set in stone. The guaranteed one of a guaranteed game is Tuesday. And we are very much looking forward to watching you play that. And if you guys are currently listening in or watching us right now and you're thinking, hmm, you know what, I actually will fancy watching them, then have no fear because if you've enjoyed my co-host, The British Andy, he is on Twitch and you can find him at Twitch TV backslash The British Andy. And as always, he's also got a Twitter account at The British Andy. That really says for itself, doesn't it? But also, Pretty much, that's simple. Yes, it is. <laughs> but if you also enjoyed our guest this week as Modan, then be sure to give them a follow on Twitch at TwitchTV as Modan0588. And also, don't forget to give him a like on Twitter. On Twitter, on at Asmodan0588. So those are our two fantastic... Um, those are our fantastic co-hosts for today. And you know what? This has been a fantastic stream, and I thoroughly thank both of you for uh, helping us do the stream today. How have you guys enjoyed it? 
Yeah, um, I had a good time. It was like, damn, yeah. I forgot. I like, I'm looking at the time. It's like three hours for two one. But I think it. I think it. This was. This is most probably a four hour sh- four hour show. This is so we have four hours we have time. beaten we have beaten our record for longest episode. <laughs> oh, in that case, then applause. Okay. Huzzah! Yay! All due to my random rants. There you go. But the random rants are exactly what we need on this channel. The random rants of Asmodan has made us go to four hours of a show. We just hope people will be able to listen to these four hours. Uh, That's well, a long, uh, that is I, a long journey. That is a long car journey straight away sorted for you. Oh, just hope much. you don't run out of petrol. Like Andy did. Otherwise, yeah, you might have to walk back. Yeah, and why is he screwed? Like me, <laughs> hoo-hoo. But yes, it's been an absolute pleasure doing the show again. Thank you, my thanks to my awesome co-host, James, for uh, for being a part of this and for also hosting the stream as well. It's, you know, helps uh, put a lot of weight off my shoulders when I used to do it because I took everything and, you know, just me being so, you know, just me being in my ways going, no, I'll do everything, I'll be fine, and then burning myself out. Not good. So my thanks to James for taking a bit of the burden off and keeping things like you know balanced and simple so always a pleasure doing this with you sir and it's always been a pleasure doing this as well good sir and i'm very looking forward to the next one which is of course actually quite lucky for us because our next stream is actually on halloween night which means the next tally ho stream will be having not only a halloween special for all you horror fans out there but we also have two special guests. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have two special guests joining us. So it's not just me and the British Andy. It will be us two versus two others. Who are they going to be? You're just going to have to find out till the next episode. So yeah. <laughs> it's exciting times ahead. It is exciting times. But that is in the future. But right now, a massive, massive thank you to Asmodan for joining us today. We are so happy that you were a willing volunteer to join us today. And don't worry, we will give you the code to finally escape the room that we've locked you in. Wait, you've locked me in the room? I thought I was just here to torture Andy for fun. Oh, no, I'm locked in the room. Help, help. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out. Give me the code. <laughs> but uh, thank you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun just chatting and figuring all our topics out but uh, you are more than welcome to join us on a future episode that we're done oh sure well we got we, we we've got our episode set up now the man with many voices yes we do so we'll be sure <laughs> so we have you to bring def- you back <laughs> yep so we'll definitely be using you for a couple of your jingles so you are now a permanent member of the tally ho show huzzah huzzah <laughs> I only charge the low, low price of $99.99.99. That's uh, 0.999999, right? Who gets, does anybody get that reference? Um, oh God. No. <laughs> nope, uh, I think that's just us. <laughs> it's from Reboot, Mike the TV. All right, yeah, no, I've, I, yeah, <laughs> haven't haven't heard that. I haven't heard that one. Mike the TV Edge says Dan's, Dan's game. Yeah. yeah, I think that was like I think that never. I think we never. Is that like on TV was, or was that on YouTube? 
It was on TV back in the 90s. It was a Canadian-made show done by Mainframe. Oh, okay, I don't think we got that in the UK. I don't remember that, actually. <laughs> I don't remember that probably why. I, no. I actually loved it so much, I bought the entire series on DVD. That was a dedicated crap. fan. Exactly, very dedicated. <laughs> but again, Dan, thank you very much for joining. We really appreciate it, and we are so looking forward to uh, you coming back onto the stream on a later time. I look forward to it. Then. And so do we. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be the end of the, the stream and the podcast itself. Again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we fully hope you've enjoyed it. And we hope you will stop in to either our show in Halloween or will you stop off and see our uh, Twitch streams live the next time we come on. And, as always, ladies and gentlemen, this, is, um, this has been the Tally Ho Shows with James... Me, Andy. And me, Asmo. And we want to say a massive thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. And we will see you all in the near future. Uh, Take it easy, guys. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And enjoy these tunes that are going to be coming in at the end of the show. And I hope you will enjoy it. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves, guys. And this has been the James of All Games as well, saying cheery bye. And as always, thanks for stopping by. Later. Hello again. Just checking to see if you've done the dishes yet. Hot off the heels of Call of Duty 2, the Infinity War team has been developing Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. We're making a more sophisticated, deeper Call of Duty experience. Variety is the next big thing for us. We're going deep and we're going hard. Weak man, may be careful not to swirl himself when he plays this game. Hit of the mind in time, you'll find my lines combining the twine on the line, rhyme divine. No hind, you go against me, two for nine, lift you swiftly. Front lines in it with me, think I'm lying, come and get me. Hot sergeant, Briggs, reporting for duty. Some say this belong in the movie, but this the third installment, Infinity Ward shit. Don't soil your drawers, cause it's deep in his heart, bitch. Ready for action, 50 cows start to clapping, four horsemen kicking the rerun, asking what's happening. Too late for all that flapping, out they gates with all those back then. This one's for McMillan, 15 years you have relaxed, now it's time to settle the score. We ready to war, as a guest on board, my tribe of war torn. And this the third installment, Infinity Ward shit. Don't soil your drawers, cause it's deep in his heart. All in Marines, stay frosty.
<laughs> hand up, yo, shout out to Christ, the one-handed bandit maker. Gas and Vasquez, disbanded any takers. If there's anyone greater, then show me. If not, then throw me. You can label the hater for side talk. I dub it solely. I'm for success. Back it up with a little success. And with you back down to the grass, you hear them yell success. success. Devastation. Yeah, that's what you're facing when I call of duty. It's a touchdown in nations. Your heart get to racing while you run with palpitations. Daddy's boy on the roof. Fuck himself. Damnation. Papa mad now. On the bridge, we had a throwdown. Fuck me and my bros down. Thanks to you, that had no more now. And this, the third installment. Infinity board shit. Don't soul your jaws, cause it's deep in his heart, bitch. Watch your six, devil dog.